Welcome okay. everybody to episode 74 of the Bombshell Podcast. I'm your host, DK Dynamite, with our lovely co-host Fajardi and a very special guest today, Suda. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing terrific. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you yeah, for popping him, in, man. Me and him totally weren't, you know, having a... <laughs> we were just... I don't know. I was showing him something. something. I, yeah. I love the vibes. No, I love the vibes so far. That's a great start. It's a great start for this week, man. Always love vibing out with our guests, even off screen, of course. Appreciate everybody popping in over in chat. But again, Suda and I met over at the COD Next event. Uh, we're going, what, seven or eight months now since COD Next? It's almost going to be a year anniversary, which Jesus. is crazy. I can't believe oh, how wow. long it's been. I can't believe that. I hope to see you again at the next one, though, seriously, if there is a next one uh, for whatever Sledgehammer's project is, as we'll talk about in a little bit, or if there is a Black Ops theme one in 2024, that would be fantastic. But, uh, Suda, how's everything been going for you lately? How are you enjoying COD? What's up with content? What's your vibe like? How's everything going, man? Um, well, I've been having a lot of fun playing COD lately. I've been um, just playing with my friends, playing Search, messing around. I've been uploading, like, COD probably once a week as of late. Yeah. Um, it's been fun. I've, I've, all my friends complain about the game, but um, I mean, I don't mind it. I, like, I just like search, yeah. no matter what game it is, but... Yeah, it's, it's interesting to hear the, everyone's opinion on the game, because it's not the greatest, from what I've heard. I still enjoy it, but... Um, yeah, as long as you still I enjoy just, it. I just, I just tune out all the noise. There seems to be a lot of that. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, as long yeah. as you're enjoying it. I mean, your content is hilarious. It, it's a style of content that I think is hard to get into now if you're not already established. But it has a production value that I think will just be popular for a long time. As long as COD still has a healthy player count, everyone loves that kind of content. Um, I did forget to ask you, though, do you convert any of your content into short form at all? Or are you just primarily on YouTube? That's something I don't think I ever asked you before. I thought about it. I have a lot to say about TikTok and, and shorts as well. Like, oh, go I into it. Feel I, free. I'm Feel like, free. We can get into it at some point. I don't want to start right off the bat talking about algorithms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I did do it for a while. I um, experimented with uh, TikToks and I figured out how it worked, but it just didn't feel right. Just, you know, spamming out my videos on my own accounts. And there's no one coming off TikTok to watch YouTube. So I kind of stopped that. I see you're watching a video on stream. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, I, I just, <laughs> uh, yeah, I always, I always pull up, you know, a guest's <laughs> video for background, background purposes. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. That's that's the chat. When's the next Dementia Gaming yeah, vid? You're just on yeah, the, that's hilarious. Gotta, dementia Gaming vid. Look up uh, Dementia Gaming on YouTube. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Dement dementia you. Gaming. All right. Yeah, I was telling. I was telling. Oh. That it's like a my my fourth channel where I just upload um clips of me forgetting. <laughs> This is gold, man. What? <laughs> what is going on here? I didn't know you had this channel. 45k my subs. Video, my first video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it originated from a meme, just like us joking around. and Yeah. Um, we thought it'd be funny to make a channel called Dementia Gaming, and it just ended up being me posting clips of me, like, just forgetting. And <laughs> and there you have it. Channel with 45,000 subscribers. <laughs> yeah, about just straight dementia. There's a lot of material you could probably, uh, you could probably post on this channel, especially this year. That's awesome, man. <laughs> that's awesome. That's it's great. Really funny. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Dude. Yeah, I mean, I I have a second channel and I went pretty hard on it. It's almost at a thousand subs. I went pretty hard on it right before COD Next. After COD Next, life just drastically changed. Like content got so busy for the main channel. Things IRL got crazy busy. So haven't been able to post to the second channel in a little while. But um, the main channel has still been very busy since then. I mean, I didn't expect to get this busy. 
with Modern Warfare 2, but there's just, there, there has been a lot to cover that I enjoy covering. That, that's the big thing. But, um, yeah, man, like you said earlier, as long as you're enjoying the content, that's great. Your second channel is 300K, which is, dude, insane. And your main channel is 2 million. Yesterday. Just yesterday. Dude, congrats on that, man. What a milestone, dude. Seriously, what a milestone. Love Thank to you. see that, man. Love to see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah at Codnex was funny because you were sitting right next to me. I'll try to pull up my, my Codnex stream. You were sitting right oh, yeah. next to me. <laughs> and the, yeah, and then I wrote in my chat, I was like, Suda, Suda, Suda. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like wait, what? And I, it, there was so much going on. There was so much going on that event that like, I, it just didn't hit me. That I mean, were you a bit overwhelmed at Codnex or did you feel like you were, you know, you kind of found your groove or, or did you feel like there was just so much happening everywhere that it was hard to focus? How did you feel about it? Well, I was sitting next to um, these knives only. Oh, and on, on the other side of me, and um, yeah. After after we played for a bit, they, um, we walked out of the convention. I think you might have been there at the time, but it was him and a few other guys, and they asked me like, "How did you feel about the game?" Yeah. And to me, well, I really like Modern Warfare 2019. I think that's one of the best CODs. So I'm putting uh -huh. my top five with. Well, I'm, a, I'm usually like a Treyarch fanboy, but um, the uh, yeah that COD in particular, I really liked. I'd probably put it as like, my fourth favorite COD. Right. So this one I was already excited about because, you know, this might be, you know, my fifth favorite COD. Or if it's even up there, that would be a lot, like, a, a big year for me to, you know, actually want to play the game. I give up on Vanguard and Cold War, like, within a month of playing it, pretty much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit too quick. <laughs> I see. I played every Call of Duty, so, like, um, I'm just disappointed. I was disappointed in those two, but I was really excited about Mono for 2. And um, mm. we had the, when I walked out of the building... Uh, these knives only and a few other guys were talking about like they would they went in my opinion before they said anything like rate out of 10 rate multiplayer rate warzone and i gave it like a seven and seven for warzone eight for multiplayer because multiplayer looked really good to me i mean i'm not sure what to look for necessarily i just look for like you know what i can do in the game or like how could i mess around yeah, it looks yeah. good like nothing looked wrong in the game but um their opinions were much harsher they give <laughs> oh, like yeah. two multiplayer like oh my god dude <laughs> yeah there's a few of them i think um i think dismo was there and a few other other cod guys who were uh yeah critical in the beginning which there was a lot of reasons to be critical early on but i i didn't know <laughs> why they're upset <laughs> but the game looked good to me so i was i, was, I was definitely in the same boat man because there was obviously <laughs> a lot going on at next i think the first thing was kind of finding your group who you're gonna hang out with right like i was i went there alone and, and didn't I, I knew some people that were there of course like i think the group that i really stuck with all time was kesha from charlie intel espresso exclusive ace um i know we talked to you know rob and some great activision folks we had a great time with them dalek um, I know Doug from Modern Warzone hung out with us, Bear Pig for a little bit. So that was kind of the group that, that, that I was with for the, those couple days. And then obviously you and I hung out a little bit as well. You know, we we had the same bus together back to the back to the room. Um, we had some conversations, but that was the first thing was kind of finding you know your group, your your folks you're gonna hang out with the whole time. And then it was like you were saying, you know, the game portion of it actually playing and. I remember after the multiplayer, I was like, all right, I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm digging this. You know, I, I felt like it was a little more arcadey than Modern Warfare 19, which is what I was looking for. So I was digging it. But then when it got to the Warzone part, that's when I'm like, wow, people, a lot of people just didn't vibe with it. And I was confused because I'm like, I'm liking this, man. I'm a huge Blackout fan and I loved Fireteam and Cold War and Warzone 2 at first kind of felt like a hybrid of those. And it kind of fixed a lot of things that I wasn't a fan of in Warzone 1. 
So I was like, all right, you know, there could be some improvements here and there, but I I would say that it's generally a, a fun experience so far. And I felt like I was in the minority for a second. I'm like, oh, nobody agreed with that. And yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember walking out of the venue and there was people that were just going off. And I'm like, dude, it, I, I just didn't think it was that serious. I didn't think that the issues were, 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 were that nuts. I had a good time. But again, for me to say I had a good time, that probably means I'm a fanboy, paid chill, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Because <laughs> apparently you can't like anything anymore. It's like... Uh, I've seen comments, as we'll get into later. I I'm sure you see them too. Like, if you enjoy any aspect of COD these days, paid shell, fanboy, you're what's wrong with the community. But then the moment you criticize anything, even respectfully, you're what's wrong with the community. You're negative. You're this. It's like you can never win with what your opinion is. Um, and that that's always troublesome. But would you say from, from your perspective, right, with the content you make, do you ever get comments like, oh, you're having fun. You must be a shill or you must be an a-hole. Like, do, do you get comments like that or do people just enjoy your content and ignore the criticism for the multiplayer or whatever it is? Surprisingly, I don't get those comments. To be honest, I don't know if I've ever got a comment where it's like, you know, they're thinking I'm being paid. <laughs> I think mainly because I don't, really t I don't really talk about the game well i just play the game and i guess find things to do in the game i'm not necessarily um mm. saying and i don't speak on the game really it's more just right the funny moments that happen so i'm never talking yeah. directly to the viewers usually it's just like you're watching from like a aerial view of us playing and there's no direct communication with the viewers for the most part unless there's like an intro or i mean sometimes they watch the video and like there's no way you guys are having this much fun like this has to be voiceovers <laughs> or like there has to be voiceovers <laughs> what <laughs> well um Black Ops 3, which is where I got like a good amount of my audience from, would do like these kill cam videos where we would put a compilation of hitting like these throwing knives across the map and it would be a compilation so you would watch the video and you'd be like, how are they always so excited about getting these kill cams? It'd be like, you know, hours between or days, weeks between clips. We'd be freaking out every time we get one. So when you watch the video, it's like, there's no way these guys are that happy. <laughs> like, why, why are they no celebrating so much? It's just a compilation God. and... Yeah, I mean, my content isn't too serious, it's just messing around, and lately my videos have been less gameplay-based, which is kind of what I'm going towards, like, more just conversation-based, just, mm -hmm. like, um, having the game as, like, a host for us talking, yeah. for the most part. That's Only because cool, there is a lot of um, views to go around, I guess, on the game, it's just that, or, like, you know, for gameplay-based stuff, um, I've been watching a few YouTubers recently, like, um, Slay by Blade or um, the Handler, I think. Handler, yeah, his name is. Yeah, and um, they do like strictly gameplay. Oh, like these knives only. Like it's just gameplay based, and they're really satisfying to watch. But it's definitely like a, a strictly COD audience, and it's all orientated around the gameplay or like what they're doing in game. That's not an audience that I have, but it's definitely uh, a good audience to have. But they might get angry when you know you're playing the game, or they might think you're shilling the game if you're. <laughs> complimenting it when you, you know it's ass or yeah I don't, I don't really have an opinion in my videos so maybe that's why i don't get many comments fair fair, <laughs> fair. i know we spoke yeah. at next about graphic design and whatnot and and you make your own thumbnails right so i was telling you all about fajardi back at next i was like dude you guys would have a great conversation about uh <laughs> graphic design especially in the cod scene you know because there's different ways to to really emphasize your content through a thumbnail especially in cod like you do the render you could do you know the png cutouts or or you know anything like that what, what is your process with with cod designing for your thumbnails like what, what are you what are you always going for when you make one and then i want fajardi to well, chip in to see what he thinks mm -hmm. I, I was talking to fajardi before this um well i don't get into 3d modeling because that's just like a whole not profession i guess profession like it's something that to be good at you need to spend 
a lot of time. I know that I don't have that time if I want to upload. So I usually just give uh, like specific instructions or what I'm looking for. I mentioned that I used to work with ADL, who's now Daruma, mm. who's a current um, Infinity Ward de uh, designer. Like he makes you know the menu stuff, makes it look real nice. He worked with Noah J and me. I'm not sure who else, but he used to do thumbnails probably for over a year, and there were some of the like the cleanest thumbnails on um, Modern Warfare 2019. So it was really cool getting a chance to work with him. But working with him, obviously, he must be the best of the best if he's working at Infinity Ward now. So working with the new guys I'm working with, it's been cool to see um, their progress and have him as like a role model to be inspired by. But for me, I do all the Photoshop and I just get people like Daruma to model it in a, a specific way with certain lighting just to get it looking like yeah. popping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much my process. I just ask for specific instructions or sometimes sit in a call and just get it made a certain way. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I used, I used to took on, uh, I was telling you before, like, uh, before I, you were deafened or whatever, but, um, I used to take up a lot of client work back in Black Ops Cold War and a lot of it was primarily, I did some PNGs for some people, you know, like holding a weapon a certain way. Um, I did a lot of that for Espresso. Um, and I know Espresso had ADL working for him too. Um, and then I kind of did a lot of stuff during Cold War, but I don't know, I just felt like I hit a point where I was doing so much commission work uh, during Cold War. It was just every single day, commission work, commission work, commission work, um, that I felt like I kind of lost the the ambition I wanted to do to become better because I was too focused on, you know, doing the com doing the commission work. Yeah. So I kind of stepped back from it a little bit, gained, gained a lot more knowledge, a lot uh techniques and make, how to make things look better and i really i i rather have my hands on the the full piece like i said i like making uh cinematic type you know full like art pieces 4k whatever the case may be um but i had the i have done pngs in the past and you did mention that uh you know uh, about commissions and yeah yeah it was uh it's a it's a cool thing. Uh, you are definitely right that 3D rendering does require a lot of time to, <laughs> yeah. to get to, to get the uh, specifics, like the correct lighting to like bounce off the face. Like I don't want to, for me to get into that myself would be so time consuming. I know what I would want, but I just don't know how to do it. And that's, that would just take weeks to learn. Mm -hmm. I'd rather hire someone who knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah. saves a lot of time. But, um, yeah, yeah, you think about that balance, right? It's like you want to put in X amount of time into your content, your recording, your editing. You want to do all that. Or you could, of course, hire an editor at some point, too, if they know your style and they can mimic what, what you typically do with the <laughs> video. But then you think about, all right, you want to balance that. Then you want to get into graphic designing. Do you want to, you want to have a life outside of all that? You know, girlfriend or family. It's like you, you got to like start picking and choosing <laughs> what, what you want to put yeah. your time into. And it gets tough where it's like if there was more time in the day, you could definitely do it all. If you don't have to sleep, you could do it all. But there's definitely that point where you're like, all right, I can't do everything if I want the quality to be at this level for each of these categories, right? It's like, it's one of those challenges of content creation that a lot of people don't don't talk about too often, but um, yeah. but yeah, no, that's, that's, that's funny you say that. But um, Mr. Fajardi, real quickly, anything you want to say about this ghost piece before I forget, speaking of graphic designing, the one you just posted on Ooh. March 18th, the resurrection uh, ghost look, you're yeah. really damn sick looking. So let me pull it up. I gotta pull it up. I see it on the uh, screen, that's pretty nice. Uh, thank you, man. Uh, yeah, so... I haven't posted anything in about uh, in about four months. Um, oh, one second. Can you turn so, your mic up a little bit, by the way? My bad. Your mic got lower from before mic. we started. Um, yeah, yeah, so I haven't posted in about four months. I haven't tweeted anything on Twitter. So 
because uh, I was figuring out a lot of things. I was working very closely with DK on a lot of behind the scenes content, uh, not just graphic design, but uh, hold on, a whole bunch of other things. Um, so I was figuring out how to, you know, get all these models and what I wanted to do. So new ghost skin came out. I really liked it. So I made a, a piece like that. That's kind of like stylistically different than anything I've, I've done previously. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, I, I would say it's a pretty cool piece. Uh, gives a nice dark noir grimy type vibe. Did you make that in Blender? Um, I made that in, so <laughs> funny thing about me. I, I use, I've used in the past, like every single 3d program imaginable. Yeah. Um, I started with C4D and then I used C4D Arnold. And then I did a little bit on Blender for some Fortnite stuff. Very brief, very brief amount of time. Yeah. And now I'm primarily doing stuff on a program called Marmoset, which I think is like the, the, the best quality you can get, the highest quality you can get. Okay. Um, and then obviously I, I Photoshop my, my things a lot. So the, the, I should, I should probably, you have that gift DK of the before and after of the Photoshop. Uh, you sent it. Uh, let me see. I, I pulled, I just pulled up the thumbnail where you reused the render, the full screen version. The GIF though. Oh, oh I just, I just found it. I just found it. Okay. Yeah. So there's a GIF. Um, actually, actually I'll send it to you on discord since you just added me Suda. Uh, oh, yeah. so you can see like the before and after of, of a oh, Photoshop and that, um, I, I really like heavily Photoshop my stuff because. Oh, I, I see now. Mm hmm. So yeah, there's a there's a lot that goes into it. Um, out of Marmoset, like I said, I just like Marmoset the most. It's uh, you know it's RTX uh, rendering, which I'm sure most of everything is nowadays. But I don't know Marmoset. It's just my jam. I think you know they they do it for some official things for uh, at Call of Duty. So just trying to be prepared as much as I can. Oh yeah, it's probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting prepared mm -hmm. just in case. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure man yeah no that, definitely a nice piece to see i mean because you had you hadn't done uh a tweet in a little while or, or, or you know a post like this and i mentioned i actually brought this up in the ghost video that we use this render for i brought up in the video i'm like well when mono for 2 came out or I, I should say more when vanguard came out but no one cared about that so i just said when mono for 2 came out the method in which you were able to grab models to make art with was no longer available and you have to go through unconventional means to pull these models to then use for whatever the purpose is and you obviously weren't willing to do that because it you know it didn't make sense without going to specifics but now there is luckily a, a new method in which you can uh safely go ahead and grab material and assets to go and work with for for mm. art purposes so um i brought that up in a video as well for those that are like oh why are some people still doing art and some not it's all about who wants to go through those unconventional methods to to collect um these assets and whatnot and we actually had a discussion about this at con next you know publicly we had a discussion about you know what that process is like for artists and i don't think it'll end up changing because of ricochet so uh, oh, yeah. uh, unfortunately you can you, you can argue that uh, because of cheaters inside of warzone that has drastically impacted uh the art scene overall and has changed the way in which artists can come up with pieces like this especially for call of duty specifically um so there's there's that but uh, with that being said, real quickly, I do want to say uh, we did receive a surprise package from COD as of, I think it was well, about a week and a half ago, right before Season 2 Reloaded. And this is where the funny comments come in, right? Because right away, someone's like, if you receive the pizza box, you're a shill, you're what's wrong with the community, um, you're not criticizing the game enough, um, they pay, they pay to shut up. And it's like, that's not what happened. 
um, at all. I mean, I, I've made it very clear. I'm like, a, a big purpose of this podcast is so that we can go off on big tangents and discussions that are better suited for podcasts and not regular videos in which we talk about what can be improved about the game, blah, 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 blah. So I see if I can even pull this up on camera. It's so it's the, it's the biggest pizza box ever. I know I woke up in the morning on this one day and my dad is like, you order a massive pizza at 10 in the morning? And I'm like, what? And I had, we, I had no idea about this package. Like, they, they didn't tell us they were sending these out. Um, see if I can fit it all on camera. It is crazy huge. Um, as a part of the TMNT crossover. I didn't even think about that until this arrived. I was like, that's a perfect idea for a crater package. Right? It's not a giant pizza box. Um, I'm wearing the hoodie that it came with. It says, uh, can't even see it. It says Mono Warfare 2 and Warzone on it. Um, see oh, nice. It. Yeah. Really cool hoodie. Um, I got to say, big shout out to the relations team, the influencer relations team, Shanice, Amanda, Rob, these guys always kill it. They really love their jobs, as we learned uh, even more over at Codnext. I mean, they were they were having great discussions with us. They really cared about what we were doing. Um, absolutely phenomenal people, but they went above and beyond with this one. Inside the box, though, uh, it's not actual pizza, but uh, yeah, yeah, that probably would have that probably would have arrived moldy in, uh, in some people's mailboxes. See if I can even open this. I mean, they, they did do a, a pizza party. Um last year or like two two year year and a half ago they sent pizza out to uh well the same way they were sending these out i didn't get this pizza box unfortunately it's one thing i missed from them <laughs> but i i have received previous packages no did they give you like cool. a skateboard yeah so mm -hmm. first personalized note uh this is a holder for all patches which is crazy because they sent us a few patches over the last uh couple of months so able to just slide those on whenever i think the patch on my hoodie right now actually can go on that which is perfect that's cool um it's it's obviously resurgence themed japanese themed for the release of ashika island very cool and then yeah the skateboard is the craziest thing here uh it even came with a deck display you can mount it on the wall if you want which i will be doing in my next office for sure but yeah a, a season two reloaded skateboard like how crazy is that i had a lot of skaters in my in my chat they were super jealous they're like oh my god you have a skateboard <laughs> i'm like yeah it's the craziest thing as war says warzone on it um did not expect that at all mono for two at the top um Crazy, crazy, crazy idea that they actually uh, produced here for Season 2 Reloaded. I mean, first of all, I, I was out the day they announced Shredder, and I just, there was no leaks about it prior. Like, nobody knew about Shredder, so that came out of nowhere. I was, I mean, Suda, what are your thoughts on a TMNT crossover here in COD? Like, I don't know if you, do you buy bundles very often, or are you kind of checked out with that, that side buy, of the game? When, when it's an interesting bundle, like, um, you know, when King Kong came to Warzone, like, yeah. I, thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was interesting, so I had to buy the monkey. Yeah. Or um, when Snoop Dogg came to Warzone, I, I, I feel like I only buy things when they're they're weird like that. Is there did they yeah. add like a Ninja Turtle to the game or something? Or sadly not. Sad. Sadly not. Sadly <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, it was Jess Rudder. <laughs> Jess Rudder that came out on the twenty first of March, I believe it was. Yeah. It. it oh, it, okay. it was I didn't see that yet. Yeah, it, it's a really cool. Uh, it's a really out there kind of crossover that you wouldn't have expected in COD. But the thing about it is that it makes sense because the Japanese team season and Shredder is Japanese, right? So they, they slid that in very, very well. I think people probably would have wanted to see at least the melee weapons from the Turtles, like could have done Cali Sticks, the size again. We did get, we have Kadachis already, so there's that. But um, other than that, it, it, it's just Shredder. But hey, I mean, for the crater packages, I mean, everybody knows the turtles love pizza, so that was a really creative uh, package for the community, which was cool. But yeah, right away, obviously, you know, I unboxed it, did a video, um, and there's people in the comments that are like, "Oh, see, now you're not gonna you're not gonna talk about what's wrong with the game." It's like, dude, that's exactly what the podcast is for, man. Respectfully, we come on here and we're like, "Hey, this is what's working. This is what's not working." 
you know, here's what's going on with the game, and there's that, right? If my videos are talking about the news, that's not a place to talk about what I don't like about the menu UI or or a weapon balancing problem. Like, that's just, that's what we talk about in the pod. But, you know, people right away assume the worst. It's like, think about it. I don't know if you've seen over the last, like, couple months, Kessa from Charlie Intel or Doug from Modern Warzone, they've been going off on Twitter. Like I every day, yeah, all like every day. So it's like, and, and they like, wait, weren't they supposed to be on Call of Duty's side? <laughs> <laughs> I know, and, and, it, and, and it, it was made clear even at COD Next, like, yeah, everyone's out, you know, playing the game early, making early content, or, or, or taking advantage of you know these cool opportunities with the gift packages and whatnot. But that's not stopping people from saying, hey, I'm not a fan of this, or hey, this could be done better. That's different though from like condescending or being condescending towards devs and being toxic and rude. That that's a whole different side of things, right? There's people that do that too. But for Kessoff or Doug, right? They go pretty hard on Twitter about what's going on in the game while still receiving packages and, and, and you know, being a part of these events and whatnot. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? If you do it the right way, you're fine. I think there's a right way to promote the criticism surrounding the game. Um, and people just haven't figured that out yet, I, I feel like. But um, you said you did take part in the Godzilla King Kong crossover during, what was it, Vanguard last year. What were your thoughts, though, like, as a COD creator, I always like to ask COD creators this, what were your thoughts during Vanguard, right? Like, were, were your views lower than usual, or did, did you even bother oh, with, yeah. with Vanguard? Like, what, what, what were you doing during that cycle? I feel like that year was a blur for me, too, and it was just last year, and I just, I could barely remember what was going on uh, <laughs> during Vanguard, but what was your experience like? Well, with Vanguard, it's um, it was kind of the ending of my uh, uploading of, like, funny moment videos to I'm Suda. Like, I would upload a lot of... Um, videos over the years, ever since like Black Ops 2, I'd upload funny moments with my friends to my main channel. But it kind of came to a halt on Vanguard. I kind of realized that uh, this game is not a game that, um... There's no casual side to the community. It felt like, you know, there might be the pros, you know, the pub stompers, people who... Whoa, <laughs> I just saw your screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Call of Duty's back, baby. Like, that, that didn't age well, man, at the beginning of your video. Yeah, from Vanguard. Um, well, I do it ironically every year. I do like a joke like yeah, that. Yeah, um, I love it. I was it. praying this year was it was gonna happen, but um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of stopped posting funny moment videos. I realize YouTube is changing as well. It's not just Call of Duty, you know, phasing out or whatever. I, th I think it's YouTube not allowing Call of Duty to resurface as as much as it used to with the algorithms. So people complaining about views. It's it's more to do with YouTube than it is Call of Duty in, in general. In my opinion, a lot of people have a, an opinion on that, but I come from the other side of the, the Call of Duty community where I try to strictly make videos that are for the casual side, not the, uh, what's the That's word? A, the competitive side, or I guess the majority yeah, the, of the, the hardcore, or the, side. yeah, yeah, no, I get you, I get you. <laughs> I think I I think that's cool though, man. I think you know making content from a different perspective for a different perspective, like that's that's something that you don't really see that much now. I feel like if anybody is making content for the casual base, it's typically the content I was discussing earlier, which is let's bash on the game. Everything sucks. COD's not the same, or hasn't been for the last oh, couple yeah. of years. COD's dying. Milking that year after year, and that's appealing to the casuals that hop on, you know, once a week to just talk crap. Um, and say SPMM is, is, you know, the antichrist that that's, that's, I feel like the approach, you know, to a casual standpoint, but you're, you're describing it from a different point of view, which I love. It's like a fun, uh, entertaining, um, engaging type of, of style that should appeal to, you know, casuals or hardcores, anyone that likes to, you know, watch 
Call of Duty gameplay and whatnot. And I think, if anything, your content is almost perfectly suited to be converted into short form. But you said you weren't a fan of that because of another algorithmic reason on, on TikTok as well. I know you already mentioned the YouTube algorithm, but are, are you well, not a fan of algorithms from other social media pages that if you've experimented I with? I can break down the TikTok algorithm. Well, people try and figure it out. I mean, there's a lot of people that made videos who that completely explain how it works mm -hmm. and how to, you know, get into the algorithm. It, it, it's an, it's pretty easy, but um, what what I did is I made seven TikTok pages. Right, my, my, it was my first time starting TikTok. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna make a bunch of pages. I don't care about getting a following on this social media. It's TikTok. Like I, I don't really right. care for it. And I know there's no such thing as subscriptions. Like, you know how YouTube used to have a sub box? Well, they still do. But yeah, yeah. It's it's barely there. So it's more just like um, a For You page is all you really get. Um, if you follow somebody, it doesn't mean they'll be on there. And there's no way to see what you're following posted. It's, it's always mixed up amongst a bunch of um, relatable viral content. But with TikTok, I was like, oh, I'll just make seven pages. I'm going to cut up my best of, which was like a two-hour long video. I got 30 clips out of my best of, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to post them to these seven TikToks and just see what happens. And my, I'm post two a day on each one and rotate. So I was, I was, I was just experimenting with the algorithm because I feel like it's my job to figure that out, like how that works. And I, I figured it out. Like, well, I mean, every video that flopped on one page, I would delete it. Next day, post it somewhere else. It would do well there. And I would do that <laughs> until every video eventually did well. And wow. I feel like it's a, if you keep doing that, there's no chance a video could even flop if there's any value in the clip. Mm -hmm. So like, um, I had a video about my couch. We we're talking about like my physical couch in my background <laughs> and how I'm <laughs> trying to sell my couch. couch. <laughs> <laughs> it was like wow. me talking about how I, oh, I was gaming on my couch, I think. Um, and the concept of that, and it was just like a photo of me gaming on the couch and Dude. it flopped like my first three accounts and I post out another one and it just gets like 800,000 likes in a day out of nowhere. And it's like, I got zero subs from that on YouTube, though. So, like, nothing really translates back. They might yeah, find yeah. out who I am or whatever, but um, nothing leads back to YouTube, really, unless they happen to stumble across me in, like, a year's time. Right, but, um, right. So your goal is to have that conversion from, from one page to the, to the next, then, I see. At the yeah, end of the day. And yeah. And, and you're looking for I, my TikTok, there's a really weird bug that happened where TikTok banned the word Suda. Not because of me, but because... <laughs> no way, dude. Really? <laughs> I'm going to divorce my husband. I'm going to divorce. I just saw you searching in TikTok. It's my husband. I'm going to divorce my. Wow, this video just started. It's Sudas. My husband. I'm going to divorce my husband. Bro, I just played this band thirty times. It's been on Facebook as well because S U D A S means shit in like Lithuanian or something like that. There's no way, man. So I emailed TikTok like this is. Well, You're just search this regular Suda okay. on TikTok. Does it say that they can't search? Yeah, no results found. The phrase may be associated with behavior or content that violates our it's guidelines. It's not related to me, which is the worst part. Like, it's my actual name, but they think it means, like, some Lithuanian word, so they banned it. That's mm. unfortunate, dude. That I mean, that just... <laughs> that that kind of solidified that TikTok just isn't it. <laughs> for Especially for... for for, for me, page, it's I'm, tough yeah. on there. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I guess I mean, that was yeah. a big blow to me. Like, oh, my name's man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that's me, ridiculous, but... dude. I, I mean, honestly, I'm sure Dynamite one day will also be considered violence, so they're going to ban that probably at some point <laughs> uh, on TikTok. So that's really Everything unfortunate. It's too offensive. To I just, you know what? I, I think that's the only reason I was looking into doing TikTok as well. It was more of like, all right, let's see what could do well here and what could translate over to my main channel, right? Let's try to, you know, get some audience conversion. I do like doing YouTube shorts. Um, they're fun to do. 
uh, as often as possible. They do take a little bit of time, so I'm you know working on getting some folks to help me make those. But I think people have come to realize like there's no money to be made on TikTok if you're trying to do full time content and have it be viable and sustainable financially. TikTok is not the place you want to be at. YouTube Shorts have become able to be monetized ever since I think February first. So there, there's something. And obviously, you know, CPMs are going to be different from regular videos and whatnot. But uh, if you make a short or a TikTok, might as well throw them up on the other platform, vice versa. But it's TikTok something that I just haven't followed up on that much since, like, again, since COD Next, things just got crazy. But I've still been doing shorts. I don't know if you've looked into any type of shorts on YouTube, but... Um, I've tried shorts, but from what I've noticed, unless you post on a page that has subscribers, you're most likely going to hit a wall of getting 1,000 to 3,000 per post. You can have zero followers, you get 1,000 to 3,000. It's like them throwing it in their cycle. They test it out, but it always fails because there's no second wave coming on TikTok. They got their waves figured out. Um, yeah, yeah. I could explain the wave technique on TikTok if you'd like, but there's a lot of videos out there that explain um, how the algorithm works. They, they I'm always open to learning, man. That's cool. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's uh, interesome. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what this deep. I don't know what this right, so yeah. I'll explain TikTok how it works <laughs> is uh, when you post something, like let's say, well, I have seven accounts, so I get seven attempts essentially with a brand new post. Yeah. Let's say I have a funny con clip where I hit a throwing knife and I, I don't know, let's say I. I get a double cross map or something. Something interesting that happens. Um, it's going to do a test. Like uh, you could have zero followers. You can post a clip. Doesn't matter if you have a thousand followers, million followers, or zero followers. Like it'll still reach this really small wave where it, it tests out amongst new people who don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. So what happens is, it's a very small wave. It can be ten people, it can be a hundred people, but it's generally under a hundred. You get that within a few minutes after posting your TikTok. If it does well amongst those people, it could be anybody because they're surfacing it like amongst like old women, like whoever happens to be on the app, it might reach the wrong people to start, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is yeah. why I do multiple accounts because like I want to get it in front of the right people to start. Then that's a second wave if it, you know, if it passes the first one, so it always goes up in bursts. It's like 100 views. If it passes that, it goes to like a 2000 view mark. If it passes that, it might jump right to 40K. You'd be like, oh, how to get 40K so quick and why did it stop? And then if it passes that, it'll go like straight to like 800K or something just Jeez, really quickly. Man. And usually it happens right away if it's going to happen at all. But sometimes it'll resurface in the future if, um, I'm not sure how TikToks can get momentum later on, but um, I'm trying to figure out if there's any correlation between the short algorithm and the TikTok algorithm. I don't think there is yet. I don't think shorts have really figured it out. It seems a bit rough. Like I don't see anyone's tic uh, shorts really blowing up unless it's like absurdly clickbait. And that seems like all that really does well on uh, shorts, unless you have subscribers. If you have subscribers, and you share it to your subscribers, that means it's going to do well at the start. It passes like the first three waves of um, of testing and just goes right to millions of people or maybe even like tens of millions of people if, if it's like an interesting clip. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, There's great. some random yeah. clips you see on there. It's like a guy reloading his gun, showing different animations, has like 25 million views. Like how did this <laughs> do so well? Right, <laughs> right. I yeah, especially in the COD scene, I never really understood short performance because i i've seen channels that are really small they'll put up something simple like the it could be anything and right away you know we're talking like 10k first hour it's like what and then you know you'll see bigger channels try them out and and you know some of the source never pass 5k like it, it's it's the weirdest it's the weirdest thing to see but i i do think there's a future in it and it's worth just kind of experimenting with it you know even if the shorts don't make nearly as much revenue as like a regular video would. But it, I think if anything, it's cool to just maybe gain some following off of them, if that's possible, right? Gain some extra subs that might just come for shorts that then get 
shown your your long form content. Like I heard about a strategy not too long ago. Um, I know this is a bit technical, but heard about a strategy that I haven't seen anybody do in the COD scene where essentially in your long form regular videos, you you kind of insert a portion of that video that's a short. And then what you do is you use the YouTube studio editor to then uh, trim the short out of the long form video. It then uploads as a short, but then when people watch that short, it then drags them to the main video where it came from. And that's like a way to get like cool. double their performance or something. I, I've, I've seen a lot of discussion around it, but haven't seen anybody really do it in the COD scene specifically. Um, so I think that's something cool to look into as well. Just like a way to drive as much traffic as possible from one form to another form. Um, so that's something that I, I'm interested in for sure. And I, I would hope to figure that out at some point. But um, I think that's, that's a cool way to just maximize potential with with a certain video um but yeah it, it's it's something cool to to see i think i saw people saying that you know it was ruining long form content and that algorithm i don't i don't think it did um i i, I know you're probably aware that there was like a a big conspiracy that i think had some basis to it regarding streaming on youtube and how that was affecting videos that oh yeah I, that for sure has since been fixed at least for the last like two three years they've definitely ironed that out a lot um and now they've separated you know on YouTube where your streams post to where videos are, where shorts are, they, they've separated everything. So now you know, notifications, algorithms should not interfere, um, which I think is great because as you saw at next, I stream on YouTube. Um, I know you were on Twitch, yeah. right? How often have you streamed on Twitch lately? Like, have you, have you not been into it too much? Um, I've never been too into streaming. Um, I stream every so often. Like if I have a big event, like I did, um, Last year, I did a Warzone event where I had 100 people try and stream site me while I was live. But then I had the 100 people who were stream me also be live on Twitch. So there's like 101 <laughs> people live. Wow. <laughs> a, lot of stream, a lot of people live on Twitch. But they're all watching my stream, trying to stream site me. I only had them live so I could download their POV like really easily with um, Twitch Leecher. It's like a really easy way to download VODs. So it's like, as long as they go live, it's super easy for me to download all 100 POVs. My timeline was looking ridiculous in my in Premiere Pro. <laughs> There's a, a big video. I like putting big videos like th that together. And um, yeah, that was just an interesting way to make an interactive stream. Yeah. The video was my focus, but it, it made for an interesting stream if people knew what was going on because it was, was kind of hectic. Like 100 streamers watching me and uh, the chat doesn't really, I didn't really explain it too well, but um, yeah, I'm not exactly a streamer. I just focus on content, but if there's a reason to go live on Twitch for a video, Ladies, makes it easier. Like, like if I'm having a session with my friends and the energy's low, I just go live, and next thing you know, they're a little more upbeat. So yeah. if they're live, they can't just sit around. <laughs> right, right, right. Got to be entertaining. Got make some noise. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that's definitely something that would give me anxiety. Right. It's like if you're, if you're recording group content, you want everyone to have similar energy. You want to be on the same page. You want to, you know be as funny as possible because some of the best content can be made with a group. I mean, Fajardi, we've done, I think, what, three, uh, two or three of those group videos. I, I loved making those, mm -hmm. man. Like, we would hop, hop onto S&D lobbies yeah. with the boys <laughs> and we would just go nuts. I mean, uh, th those are some of my favorite videos, man, that I've ever made, too. I mean, so you doing that kind of style full time, I'm like, wow, that that's just, that's it, man. I, I really like, I really like that format, dude. Yeah, like, that's, that's always fun. You know, I think we did, I think, a few back in the day on, like, some old school Black Ops 3 for using some like DLC weapons that were coming back in like Modern Warfare. So I yeah. can use like the Glil because the Glil was coming back in the Modern Warfare season, that type of thing. And um, yeah, those videos were so fun. We just had like a full six man, you know, probably similar to a lot to what you do in your videos. Yeah. Um, get a full six man and it's just 
<laughs> just running through people. Sometimes our friends get in the other team, so it's like, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's really fun. Second, I love. Uh, Did you play um, Revival Day? I didn't. I, I wasn't home for Revival Day, sadly. Um, but I did see a lot of traction around that. Yeah, chat, by the way, Xfinity just died for like five seconds. But if anything starts cutting out or buffering, just refresh stream. It'll be fine. Um, internet's not been too pleasant to me the last like two weeks. But um, yeah, but Black Ops 3 Revival Day, did you take part in that? I did. Um, well, I got one of my friends to give me... He kind of warned me of what was going on on PC because I played on right. PC. Right, right. Well, we all played on console like throughout our years making videos on the game. Mm -hmm. But um, everyone's sold their console since then. So like, I guess the only place, only thing we all have is a PC now that just yeah. play on here. But there's a ton of uh, hackers running amok on there. So we had to do yeah. some weird um, patch and then get in the lobby together and queue mm -hmm. up. It wasn't exactly the same as it was obviously like 2016, 2015. It was a lot of fun just revisiting the game and it, for me, it was, I guess, my biggest Call of Duty. That and Modern Warfare 2019 are, like, the two biggest games that I've had, like, playing playing or making Call of Duty videos. A lot of viewers liked my Black Ops 3 video because it was, like, a huge throwback to right, uh, right. the old videos. So it was cool to see. Yeah, but Black yeah. Ops 3 was great, man. I, I absolutely love that game's multiplayer, especially with, you know, the full six-man stack. That is such a fun game. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, that that that's cool that... that you know, you grew the most off BO3 and Modern Warfare 19. I mean, two drastically different games, but um, I think both games allowed for this kind of content to really thrive, man. I, I love to see that. I think Black Ops 4 did as well. I don't know if you, if you, are you, were you into BO4 too much or, or was it just. I was in the beginning, but um, what happened was I feel like as a creator, I need to be aware of how the community views the game. Yeah. Black Ops 3 was probably a game that wasn't really perceived too well by everybody but um there was a huge casual side especially on youtube so i just kind of yeah catered to them when black ops 4 came out i was really excited like i started out making videos like how i would normally make videos and the views were just absurdly low and i kind of realized that this game didn't wasn't perceived the same as black ops 3 was i know there's a lot of fans of bo4 some people put it in their, like their top three but when it came to the entertainment side it didn't feel like anyone really cared about what there is to do in the game that's where I yeah. felt. That's what my friends felt when it came to the game. So we kind of left after like two, three months into BO4 and we started to do things like GTA or just other games. I see. We they kept Call of Duty in the rotation every so often. Or I think we went back to play Black Ops 3 potentially. I don't remember. Would you say BO4 multiplayer wasn't on that same level because of Blackout or maybe Zombies or other games at the time that had took that focus away that Black Ops 3 multiplayer had? I feel like that's something that well, people we, uh, don't often consider because BO4 really had a, a <laughs> had a very diverse audience. I, obviously, because the first COD BR was introduced there too. But um, yeah, I definitely probably made more videos on. Oh, I think I started with multiplayer, and then I quickly went to Blackout. I thought Blackout yeah. was good, but um, I guess when my friends gravitated away from the game, and when the well, the viewers are also lower on the game, so I kind of just assumed that it wasn't being perceived too well. I guess amongst casual people, and maybe it was. A lot of people now say they wish Blackout was still a thing, but um, or still out. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know what it was for me, but it just didn't have the same vibe amongst, I guess, my group, and maybe that's why we left the game or we abandoned mm -hmm. it early. Um, yeah, it, it didn't feel like the presence was the same on YouTube that um, Black Ops Three had, or right. What was the game before Black Ops Four? Uh that was World War Two, twenty seventeen. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. That one I think I actually played the whole year through, but um, yeah, Black Ops 4 is when I kind of like took a, a break three, four months in and just gave up on that game. That game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm to run to the washroom real quick, so I'll be right back. No problem. Mr. Fajardi, thoughts thus far on the mid-Season 2 update, which came out on March 15th, man. How are you feeling about Season 2 Reloaded? Yeah, you know, I think Season 2 Reloaded, uh, the raid, absolutely amazing. Um, 6v6 map, it, for some reason it bugs on my computer. I have no idea why. The frames are absolutely terrible. Um, I have, like, max frames the first, like, 30 seconds of the match, and then it drops to, like, below 70, and it's like a, it's like a PowerPoint presentation. Don't know what's going on with Himalayan Expo, but I think it's a pretty good map if I could play it, I, but I can't. Um, it is a skill issue, uh, should PC moment, all those things, but the raid, the raid's oh amazing. God. I think it's really fun. Uh, I'm surprised Suda hasn't done it because it, I think it would be, have some really funny moments, especially with the parkour aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, me and you, me, you and Espresso ran through that raid like eight times in a row, got all right. the rewards, got the veteran, um, did the secret blueprint, which is pretty cool. The, uh, the secret blueprint same thing happens on my PS5, so I'm not the only one. Wow. That's, that's weird, crazy. though. So, so that means so just that map, no matter what mode, even on private match, or is it, or is it you talking just pubs? All I've done it was uh, pub. All okay. Was just pubs. That's really uh, weird, man. That's really weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that, that's uh. that's crazy. People have the same. Uh, yeah, same I I I wasn't I wasn't aware that that that, that there was an issue with uh, Hemelmat like that. That's oh. crazy. That's really weird, man. I guess it's just, I guess it's just our. Uh, a random issue, but yeah, no, but though the raid, the raid was a blast. I mean, Suda, we were just saying that if you and your friends ever give the raid a try, I think you could make some really entertaining content out of either one of those. Um, the I first, the, the second one, the, the second, second one for sure. The first, one. yeah, the first one's more puzzle oriented. The second one is more like strategy parkour oriented. You could probably get some hilarious yeah. content made out of that. But again, <laughs> the ra- the raids are 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 interesting, right? Especially in the in the content creation scene. I feel like the audience for raids is very specific towards strategy guide, not really entertainment, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like that could be a yeah. way Suda could kind of break that mold a little bit and, and give the raids a little bit more love and popularity. If he ever gives it a shot, I think I think you'd have some fun with that. But I feel like the raids are perceived as these glorified spec ops missions more than they are quote-unquote raids like you know you hear that word and you think of destiny or you think of like a zombies easter egg quest or something but um i i really enjoy doing them so it looks like we're getting one every mid-season update but um have you looked into raids that much uh suda do you know, do you know much about them in in modern warfare 2 i, I played or? the the first one the day it came out um me and i think it's four people max right so i think it was me and three friends we got on we it was super late at night i did play i recorded it but um like you mentioned, you said the first one wasn't as good as the second one, I think, or it's more puzzle oriented. The first one's definitely more puzzle oriented. The second one is more, you know, strategy, parkour, you know, do this, do that. Not there's not really any puzzles like the first one had with like symbols and, and computers and all that. Oh yeah, yeah now I'm remembering, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that pretty interesting. Definitely a different a different experience. But the second one is a lot of fun. I mean, maybe you give that a shot at some point. I think people would, mm-hmm. would would have fun with that, but yeah, it's just the raids just don't. I feel like the raids don't have that big of an audience yet. But maybe when the next couple come out, people will start looking into them a little bit more. I think people still assume, oh, it's just like a spec ops mission or something, and it's a little bit more than that. But uh, it's still kind of its early stages of 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 concept with the way COD's doing it. Um, 
But overall, though, have you played much of the midseason two update, Suda, or, or have you kind of been checked out? Oh a yeah. Bit from um, I was really excited. <laughs> well, I was excited. I saw the announcement for season two, and I, I heard this part in, in your last uh, podcast as well. I think that was after the season two came out. The last podcast that you linked to me. Uh, was... see, well, well, season two was out, I believe, when we had espresso on, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think, I think it was. So at, I, yeah, yeah. I was watching I the part we'll where. Um, later, yeah. Yeah. Well, my friend that I play with, he's really into. Um, well, I guess the same things you guys are into, like the more technical parts of the game, and I'm clueless, so he has to educate me on things like. Oh, <laughs> I found out there was two maps coming. Well, I saw the the billboard looked really cool, like oh, all these maps, all these things coming out. Then I started looking more into it, and I saw, oh, two of these are raids, or two of these are, like, something like a raid, and there was, um, like, one of the chambers that was coming out, but it wasn't actually a game mode, it was, uh, like, a spec op mission kind of thing, like a Oh, the low, the low profile, uh, yeah, you come, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, it was the spec ops LTM, yeah, that was, that was really odd, because that wasn't even marketed, <laughs> that was really weird, it wasn't, it wasn't even in the roadmap, no, it was, it was just, it just popped up in the game, and then nobody... Nobody said anything. Yeah, the roadmap, I was, at first glance, I was super excited. I'll look at all this stuff. And then um, I think I was watching a stream where someone was breaking down and they're really pointing out, like, oh, wow, there's, uh, what was it, Dome and that old map that the museum. Been, um, they yeah. decided to add back after the copyright problems were waived. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Dome isn't even a map. Like, that's already in their game files. It's on Warzone. It's like on Warzone 2. Like, it didn't really add anything at all. And I was kind of upset. Mm -hmm. I came from Black. Well, Black Ops One is my first ever Call of Duty, and I used to be like so excited about DLCs coming out. Mm -hmm. I, I missed the first Black Ops One DLC, but the second one is like I only wanted to play DLCs, and it was like the best fifteen dollar purchase of my life. It was like just playing Black Ops One <laughs> DLCs. Oh, for sure, the Black Ops One had flawless multiplayer maps, man. I swear to God, that game had just fantastic. I, I, I was just it. so excited to play, but I don't yeah. think anyone could really be too excited, like. Well, for this Call of Duty, it's apparently their top-selling COD of all time, mainly because more people are playing COD now than they were, I guess, or playing video games than they were ten years ago. But um, that and, and the, na the name too, Modern Warfare. Yeah. Too. yeah. But I was just so upset seeing that, and um, nothing new at all for multiplayer. Multiplayer is, I would assume, well, they're the people who are actually paying for the game, so. It was really upsetting for me, and it made me think that, oh, maybe Activision, or whoever's making the game, isn't really trying to add too much content for, you know, the paid players, and there's not much more I can make content on here besides the crossbow, but I had to wait two weeks to unlock that. The gate kept the best. I already know Q4 is going to be insane, like, why wait till Q4 to put the most interesting content out? <laughs> I don't understand, but like, I'm trying to help them out by making videos that make their game look fun like I'm, that's what i do mm. and make, i always get comments majority of my comments are like i didn't think or i i want to go play black ops 3 now after watching this like i didn't know we could do this with the baseball bat like you know like the dlcs have the the arm the baseball bat yeah yeah all, yeah. all these cool melee weapons right but um right. that's not everyone's favorite but for me it was because it allowed me to make content on it with uh yeah modern for two season two which is nothing for me and I was like, so excited to get on day day one of season two, which is nothing to do. <laughs> well, I hope I get dome in the fifteen map rotation, but just never got it. And then yeah, didn't really didn't really record anything like related to season two at all. <laughs> have you have you tried DMZ at all? I tried it in the very beginning. It's meant it's definitely like a, a Tarkov type mode, right? Mm -hmm. I I only tried it once or twice. Um, I never really played Tarkov either, but um. 
it's definitely a good mode. I just never really played it. I just stuck with Warzone. Mm. But um, yeah, I know there's a big fan base exclusively for Tarkov. I just haven't really got into it. Yeah. What, what do you guys think about Tarkov? Do you prefer that over Warzone? Uh, uh I mean, I I've I've played Tarkov a, a little bit, like um, with the the actual game. Uh, you know, I think it's a little bit too hardcore for my liking. There is a lot of things, you know, the the physics are a lot different than Call of Duty. It's a lot more slower paced, and a lot of people do like that. But yeah. it's not it's not uh, typically for me because it's just it's a little bit too hardcore. There's a little bit too much to memorize when it comes to maps. And you know how weapons react, ammunitions and attachments. I like the more Call of Duty side of it, where it's a little bit more casual. That's why I like DMZ so much. I'm actually a really big fan of DMZ. We talk about it uh, a lot on the podcast because yeah. I know DK is also a big fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of funny situations that can happen. You know, getting in the six squads of random people and the the voice proximity because it's, oh, it's yeah. just a different it's just a different vibe from from Warzone because if you die you lose everything and you're back into the like you you actually yeah, stakes are high you lose, yeah yeah the stakes are higher so you have right. people like pleading for their life and being like don't kill me man i'm just a solo like i have all this it's a lot more on the line there <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's why i'm surprised that uh you know you you haven't dove into a little bit more because i think it's gotten a lot better especially with ashika island and uh building 21 and uh the future stuff they're gonna add because it is only in beta right now um, so it's okay. getting better and better, but yeah, there's, I think, I think you'd have an absolute blast on that if you, uh, got a, a really big dive into it. Uh, I'm sure, you know, if it's only a three person mode, uh, I'm sure if you want to dive into it, me and DK would be glad to. Oh yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be, be fun. fun. That'd be a lot One of fun. One time I did play it. Um, well, the concept was new to me. I never really watched Tarkov at all mm. either. So I, I knew that it was just like, you know, you have to extract, you have to bring your things to the extraction less people on the map, but like, um, the concept of just camping the extraction point was interesting to us. Like just trying to, you know, people obviously have to extract the gas is closing in. I thought it was fun to just camp around that point and just mm -hmm. not allow a team to get out. Or I, I even saw this clip from Marks when you guys probably saw where he would get on top of the helicopter oh, and like yeah. get through the window and like shoot him through the helicopter. Yeah. That stuff was interesting, but um, I'm sure the game is much further along now especially with the new map. I haven't seen gameplay of um, DMZ on there yet, but... Um, oh, on Ashika. Yeah, I know. There's a cool comment in, in chat I wanted to address from Skype. Uh, there's something missing with the new DLC formula. I feel like they should have four seasons and four maps drop at the start of each season guaranteed, so there is that hype of a DLC drop again. Yeah, I, I you know, to follow up on what Suda was saying earlier, right? You're like, you know, Dome's already in Almazra. It's another portion of the game. I feel like if you're going to pull sections from the Battle Royale maps... That is perfect filler content to drop in between droughts, in between major seasons, right? During those January-type months where there's zero communication for four or five weeks. That's a good opportunity to drop that kind of filler material just to populate the multiplayer or the ground war or gunfight or whatever the case is. Starting a season off with maps that are from uh, that are part of sections that are in other modes already i don't think resonates well at all so like you were saying earlier suda you were looking forward to hopping on the multiplayer and you realize oh it's museum from the beta which everyone's played and it's dome which is a map that we've been playing for the last decade and is already in almazra you know it it just it doesn't resonate well with the multiplayer side of the community right to the point where a season three map himmelmat expo 
is meant for season three, it gets pulled forward to season two reloaded. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm I'm all for that. Like the map, I feel like the map plays well. I like it personally. I think the map is fun, but I I, I want to say it's one of those things where no matter how good the map is, you're still going to have those comments like, okay, the map's good, but we need like 10 more of these, right? You need a season to open up literally with five original multiplayer maps for people to feel like were, were like they uh, even caught up. Something to try. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like if you compare Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer to any previous COD in the last five years, multiplayer specifically, right? You look at the DLC season, Modern Warfare 2 is really behind in multiplayer maps like season one had two remasters already shipment shoot house which i respect to an extent i respect them getting those maps out the way because everyone's gonna be asking where should the ship where should the ship i want those camel grinding maps so they got them out the way so i respect that but then it's like all right we need some original maps too and our first original map since launch is Himmelmat expo in mid in the mid-season two update that it's crazy to say that right to have to wait from what is that november to to, to april or excuse me november to march to get an original 6v6 map. That's, that's, when has that ever happened in COD? I mean, that, we already know what's going to happen Q4. Like, they're just going to be like, oh, here's High Rise, here's Quarry. These maps we already had oh, saved that you wanted. Oh, man. But here I, they are. Here's the, here you go with the 6v6 version. Oh, waited, man. Waited I, nine months. I, I seriously, <laughs> I'm, so, I feel like Almazra is played out to a point where if they were going to get out any Texas from Almazra for other modes, you should have done that in January. I feel like right now it's way too late for that to even think that that's going to make people well, happy. Q2, I yeah. mean, um, this is season three coming up. Do you think they're going to be adding, or what do you think they're going to do? Or was Reloaded even planned? Or is that just like, here's something to keep you well, satisfied we, for now? We get Reloaded, you know, every season. But the oh, most so it's always been like a middle season thing? Yeah, but this one in particular added in an original map that was meant for season three. So I'm like, all right, that has you wondering, right? How many other maps are actually being planned for season three? Hopefully it's more than two or, and hopefully they're original too. Um, it, it just, it just doesn't rub off the right way, especially for the multiplayer side of the community, especially yeah. the ones that are like, Hey, Warzone took over. Nobody cares about multiplayer anymore. It's like, they're really solidifying that with, with this game, right? Because it just, you look at Cold War, right? A game that you might not have been a fan of, but that game, we talk about it as often as we can here. You know, we're major Treyarch fanboys, obviously, but Cold War set the bar for how to do DLC with this new DLC model, right? No oh, season yeah. pass, no map packs, but this new model with the seasonal structure, Cold War went above and beyond and did more than I think we all expected, considering that game was made in a short amount of time, wasn't even theirs to begin with, it was Sledgehammers, and during a pandemic, and all those other issues. That game, like, had a ridiculous amount of support for multiplayer that was separate from Warzone, separate from Zombies, and it's crazy to see that Modern Warfare 2, a game that is supposed to be the easiest layup and slam dunk ever uh, for Modern Warfare 19, ends up doing less than cold war and more like vanguard it's like what what happened you know it's like you look at all the modes Modern Warfare two offers right where i you know campaign multiplayer spec ops raids dmz Warzone. you have to wonder right are the devs spread too thin now because when they announced all this at cod next you, you were sitting right next to me they're like oh we have this mode that mode this that and it's like <laughs> all right holy crap they're going far beyond what cold war ever did what Modern Warfare 19 did they're doing so much more in a way that we've never seen and you're like, how could that possibly fail, right? Look how confident the announcement is. And then we're, you know, we're how many months in now? And it's almost like they needed to focus or at least put one studio on one mode. It's like it, right now, it's like they're all spread thin working on all these modes to the point where there's little substance in each of them, which, which is a problem. Like that's a real problem with, I think, the community right now. But um, any, any thoughts on that specifically with the way the modes have or the way the devs have been spread out across so many modes this year? Yeah, I was... Uh... 
I felt well for me. I didn't dip too much into Cold War or Vanguard, but mm -hmm. this year felt like they did like twice the amount as they normally would offer launch. Like, I forget if Warzone came out right off the bat or if it, it was, was like, a few it was weeks season delay. one. It was like three. Was it three weeks later or two weeks later? After okay, launch. Yeah, it was a little like, bit after. DMZ just felt like an additional thing that they didn't even have to do. Just like this is a bonus. They they don't normally drop this many modes. At least I don't think they do for Vanguard or Cold War. It just felt like. They tried a lot to at least implement game modes people want to play. Their take on Tarkov, well, obviously mm. Warzone is their take on Battle Royale, but they've done that multiple times in the past. But um, it just felt like way more options for things you could play, like actual decent modes. I was never a fan of like Blunder or whatever they had in the original. Oh yeah, Warzone. yeah, yeah, the Plunder mode. Yeah. Whatever those other modes were that they tried to push, but um, at least they got a game mode people want to play with um, DMZ. It felt like there's just so many options, which is like, oh, they're trying, but it didn't feel like they really followed up on anything. Well, maybe DMZ, I'm not sure. Everyone seems to like that. I just haven't got too deep into it, but Warzone, there's tons of complaints. People wanting to go back to the original Warzone, mm -hmm. and the multiplayer just felt unattended to after release. I mean, I was doing the rocket glitch. You know when you got the um, sniper rifle and you scope in on the car window and you go flying up in the map? Yeah, oh, I remember. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That was crazy, dude. That was it, it crazy. Took him, it took him over a month to patch that. So I was like, I was doing that. Like, <laughs> me and my friends are doing that for the whole month. Just getting footage of us messing around. Like, we weren't like abusing it to like you know um, get into glitch spots or anything. We're just doing it and like trying to get a kill cam with the RPG out of the air kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Right, right. We don't, have, right. we don't have used those glitches because we don't have anything to gain from that. We just yeah <laughs> a funny clip <laughs> yeah but no, I guess it took him so long to patch that like how does that take over a month to i don't know maybe put something in like car windows if you can't fix the mechanic that allows for that to even happen like maybe just don't allow for the animation to happen i, I don't know how that works but um yeah i don't it's, think it's weird, qualified to right right that. but um maybe it is hard i don't know maybe to change it it would mean they have to change their entire like engine of some sort i, I don't know what it can, uh, it can... oh, oh, yeah, I, oh you want to go no 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 good no they're gonna say, no. well what are your what are your thoughts on the on the ui of mw2 and Ooh, you know, how, like the menu updated. and stuff yeah and how it's been updated and do you think like do you think they know they kind of messed up and that's why they're updating or do you think it wasn't even ready from the beginning and they just <laughs> they've had like a refresh of like what they were aiming for with the game and just hiring that guy from Hulu is like probably just seemed like the thing to do to keep things like up to date or maybe ahead of yeah their competitors like you mm -hmm. know Apex or I'm not sure who the other competitors would be maybe Valorant I don't, I don't even know the, well that's what the player base sways between like these other FPS games yep but I guess they wanted to go for I mean it looks okay now like I've gotten used to the layout but um it was really hard to get people in my lobby <laughs> for the first few <laughs> weeks but uh because I have to explain to my friends once I find out, and there'll be bugs. You have to restart your cons or your entire PC yeah. every time, all the crashes. But um, I don't know. I've heard a few people talk about it. I, I was talking to a few friends about it the other day, about the current state of content on the game, and with the huge, well, in my opinion, the huge miss on season two, or just not the attempt to make multiplayer fun. Because I, I do like making multiplayer content, and for me, multiplayer is better than Warzone, so I kind of like. Mm -hmm. I do both, but I, I, I like playing search, so that's kind of where I just post my videos. But it just felt like there's no attention there, and my friends aren't into the game, so I feel like it might be coming oh, to yeah. like a slowdown here with me even wanting to post the game. Mm -hmm. But um, 
I'm trying to keep it in the rotation, just that uh, I just wish they put a little bit more effort into making the game fun. And uh, at least for me, which is, I guess, different than the average COD player, but... No, yeah. I get that. I oh. get that. No, Less I totally get that. Nothing new being added. Like, at least give me the... The Ninja Star that they added to, uh, yeah, dude. Uh, I, I'm, I'm actually really, ups I'm upset about that because yeah. I'm like, you know what? Well, I, I, I love coming across those in Warzone. I mean, it's so, it's just the cleanest animation when you, when you wipe somebody with it, you know, you down them in Warzone, you just throw it at them. I'm like, wow, that's fun. And then it's like, it, it's, it's multiplayer. Yeah. And it's confirmed it's coming to multiplayer, but then it got delayed and it says coming after season two now. And I'm like, what? The Japanese theme season's right now, not season three. What happened? So I, I don't know what happened there, but that's something that's, that's that I, I just don't understand. But uh, I, I put a video on screen right now. I'll send you the link later if you're interested. It's from a good buddy of ours, Harrison. He's a, a professional graphic designer as well. He's gone ahead and single-handedly, I don't know if you saw this, he single-handedly redesigned all the UI for COD 2.0. And it is oh, yeah. incredible to see what he's been able to do. And he's one guy, right? And it makes you wonder, right? It's not even just the UI with the menus uh, in the game, but then the HUD or, or, or the little things that we already had in Warzone 1 that are missing from Warzone 2, you know... Anything from pinging to to the way you loot to, to this to that like the the simplest of things that make the gameplay that much smoother that are missing for whatever reason, he went ahead and just emphasized what all that is and how you can improve this and what that looks like and it's crazy to see, you know, people in the community going ahead and and really showing yeah. what something should be like and 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 you know, free of charge. <laughs> this guy wasn't paid to make any of that. Look look what it, the work he did. It's incredible. It's one thing I feel like Activision or whatever um, developers making the game at the time don't understand, or they won't understand because it doesn't sound like it would make sense. But uh, just I feel like every developer should have someone who actually was a fan or still is a fan of the game. Mm. Like hiring a Hulu guy, he has no passion in Call of Duty. Like he's never even <laughs> played a FPS. He's probably forty-five, just working on like UIs for you know Netflix, Hulu, like how to make it more interactive. I'm sure Hulu is great. <laughs> I don't. I don't even think the, Hulu is, the UI for Hulu is that great either. I was. I was on it a couple days ago, and I'm like, dude, this is like. I don't know, man. It just it feels counterintuitive at times, and I'm like, that's just not what I want a game to he's be structured still working like. On like a smart TV, like he's sir, twisted. sir. So I mean, I don't know. I just feel like they should have people who are more in, like in tune with. I guess, um, like that guy you talked about, Harrison. He probably would be great to have on their Perfect. team of just like conceptualizing things you can put on yeah. screen. I mean, you have Daruma doing graphics, but he doesn't really get the freedom to have input. Like, you know, this should be that, or this should be here. This should be on the screen down here kind of thing. Like, he doesn't have that input. He just, the guy who makes the graphics probably just, like, you know, gives instructions on what to do. They should have a few guys who are uh, invested or, like, um, involved with the creative process or how to... How, how a Call of Duty player would want it. Right. I mean, right, right. I feel like Call of Duty players say that every year, though, but... Um, and sometimes they do listen, like, um, there's a few years, or even this year, I think they did listen in some parts. Like, um, they, oh yeah, I was going to say, I saw someone comment in there talking about proximity chat. And proximity chat is huge right. for me, because it's like a huge thing I can do. We can mess with people in-game, or like, have interactions, like funny interactions with random players, or set up little traps, get reactions. Like, that's really cool that they added proximity. I never thought they were going to do that after PUBG was like the only game to even really attempt to do like, or I guess H1Z1, but... Mm -hmm. PUBG is newer, so they had that feature of proximity, and it made it so interesting to to play. 
obviously you get your really awful people like saying things. Oh like yeah, music, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Call of Duty rated like mature, crying baby. So like, <laughs> 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 that's what, that's part of the experience though. Like you need to have proximity or just being able to have that feature is just is just great in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> but they're a no. mature rated game. They're not Fortnite. I, I totally understand why Fortnite couldn't have proximity, but they didn't want people to be exposed to you know random people on the internet or playing some awful music through their mic as they chase you down. Right. <laughs> that's right. what makes Call of Duty, like, it's mature. Like, I feel like that's a great thing they added. And, um, yeah. They probably do hire a few people who actually are fans, but let me see. What, maybe they hired new people to work on. That would, yeah, that, I mean, that would be huge. It, yeah, I'm just reading that chat comment there. Here's some points for Jardis. Double Cheeseburger Deluxe with extra SBMM, dude. Love you guys. Hey, FaZe Beast, much love, dude. Seriously. OG here on the channel. Yeah, there's... There's a there's a joke on the channel that I'm like locked in DK's basement. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and I just I, I just have to make things all day. Um, I mean, you got that so, window though, so it kind of disproves that. Exactly. Yeah, this. Yeah, when he, when he was in house, <laughs> how many episodes do we do here? Four, right? Where you were in here with me? Yeah. Because he flew out yeah, twice, um, and I'm like, yeah, he, he finally came upstairs for the first time, dude. Uh, and I don't know how long. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that was a good inside joke. Oh, you know, man. you know what this reminded me of? We were talking about Prox Chat and other things. I don't know if were you aware of this, Suda? There, there was a, a Rocket League mode inside of Modern Warfare 2 for like five days. Yeah. I was like, that would have. I don't know if you recorded <laughs> content for it, but also one of those modes that I know for sure you'd have a blast playing with friends. I don't know if you got a chance to play it much, but it was in the game for 10 seconds and then it just got removed. I'm like, what a what a nice use of dev time to just... Uh, I, I don't <laughs> I understand that. I think it was during the World Cup. Yes. Thought, like, well, this the game mode was very uh, clunky or I'm not sure the best word to describe it, but it was very jank. It was, I guess, <laughs> interesting that they added it. Yeah. But I only... I got to play it once before it disappeared. Yeah, I'm salty about that. I played it once on stream, and then I'm like, oh, let me go off stream and then record some f fresh B-roll. And I got busy for those couple days. And by the time I got to it, I was making all these other videos about the DMZ and the raid and whatever the hell. And then I'm like, oh, let me find this down and play Warzone Cup, you know, with, with the boys. And then it was gone. I'm like, time went into making that for it to be in for 10 seconds. Like, I genuinely don't get that. <laughs> And it was something, too, like, I know it was free through Warzone, but like you were saying earlier, right, to see more effort put into, like, the multiplayer side of things and something different, something spicy, right? If there's no original 66 map, at least a cool original mode like that. I know it's not that original. It's Rocket League, but still, you know what I mean? For, for, to see that, it's like, oh, cool, like, something new to try with friends, record, blah, 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 yeah. stream, and, th and then it's just gone in 10 seconds. It's like, I know Fajardi put it perfectly last time. The way the World Cup event was handled for Call of Duty was really odd because... Obviously, it was centered more around the three bundles, right? The the, the athletes. We know that. Oh, you know, yeah, the yeah. We, yeah, and we know that. But if you would have opened the event, the crossover, with the game mode, left it in for a month, and then released the bundles along the way, and then you had that, exactly. what was it? Pick a team, support a team, free blueprint that, thing. I forgot about that. That, that, that whole thing yeah. was also, like, it would have been a cool cherry on top to... What would have been a, a interesting World Cup crossover, but no, it was it was kind of done ass backwards. It was bundle, 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 support a team, gamble, try to get a free blueprint. Then for five seconds, it was the game mode. It's like that just wasn't <laughs> how I thought the event would have went down. Right? It was very random. Um, I didn't even get to play the the Rocket League mode. I didn't even get to play it once. Yeah, I'm. I'm I was at, I was at your house when when it dropped. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things, right? It's like it, it's you just you just question. The, the leadership and, and 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 the entire situation, right? You just question what happened there. The other day, I don't know if you saw this, dude. The other day, there was a St. Paddy's event, which, I, you know, there, oh, there's, yeah. been, there's been some great St. Patrick's events across COD, World War II 2017, Black Ops 4 through Blackout and Zombies, Cold War had a really good one. Um, 
But this one in particular, I really hold near and dear to me. I'm not much of a sniper, but I was addicted to the one-shot sniper they added into DMZ and Warzone. You can find at the end of a rainbow. There was golden chest at the end of the rainbow as well. Oh, yeah. It allowed for instant regain in DMZ, right, to get your th you get your three-plate vest, your gas mask. Mm -hmm. But then there was also thousands of dollars you can grab from there. I mean, it was addicting. I It, it got added in on, what was it, a... What day was it? It might have been a Wednesday or a Thursday, and it was gone by, like, Monday. It was only a couple days. I, I You would have hoped for it to be in. I mean, that concept the... is really neat, like, the whole yes. rainbow thing. Very interesting. I, I didn't get to play it, but, like, it's cool that they're doing events like that. Yeah, I just, I just feel bad for the folks out there that, you know, maybe see videos about these small updates, and then by the time they get a chance to hop on, you know, because they're busy with work or they have kids or whatever, they hop on for 10 seconds, you know, and then it's already gone. Like, I... I I, I want to hope that anything that gets added in the future like that, it's an LTM, at least gets two weeks, at least. I mean, I know maybe that's a lot to ask for for a St. Paddy's event, but come on. You know what I mean? It's like you would hope for, for some more love with stuff like that. Because what, what Blackout did is it kind of like reskinned the same sort of event just for different points of the year. Like you had the the pots of gold and you had like that, that St. Paddy's Day event in Blackout, but then... In the when summer, summer, right? Summer came around. Yeah. When summer came around, it was like the little palm tree pools. With the same the concept. Same. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I want to see that happen more. I want to see that happen more. It's just, I don't know. That fun little extra world building stuff in, in DMZ and Warzone, yeah. it's, just, it's just cool. Limited time stuff, it's just cool. It's fun to play with. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I do. It's, I it's love that. Per, it's just a lot of personality, too. Mm. I, I mean, yeah, with like, well, with like the King Kong mode added to Warzone, or yeah, the, the Snoop yeah. Dogg. I don't think Snoop Dogg had an event, but I mean, no, no, there was no. <laughs> I thought they were gonna do like a big Snoop Dogg on the map, like you know, blowing smoke in your <laughs> like a fire. <laughs> Can imagine oh that? God. That would that would have been hilarious. <laughs> Snoop Dogg walking around, just yeah. Oh my God, no, there's definitely some some missed opportunities, but I I will certainly say uh, missed opportunity not to do a haunting event in Vanguard. With Michael Myers, because Halloween ends came out right around the time. I love the 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 haunting for Cold War was amazing. The haunting for Modern Warfare 19 was fantastic too. But yeah, they didn't do one for Vanguard. One has been leaked out for Modern Warfare 2. We're not sure, you know, what the details are on that, but I know one leaked out a little while ago. Um, but you were mentioning, you know, majority LTMs and you know, little small updates to add personality. What about the expansion to the Path of the Ronin event, right? The unlockable universal camo. Suda, have you taken any part in unlocking those over the last couple of weeks that those have been available, right? Ability to get two universal camos through that event. And there's even two universal camos by doing both of the raids. I know you haven't played much of raids, but um, have, have you looked into that much with how, yeah, there's new opportunities to kind of grind something other than the mastery camo or just high kills? Like what, what are your thoughts on that? I haven't actually went for any of the camo challenges. I, well, for, for the guns I did, because I wanted platinum on like pistols and snipers. Mm -hmm. But I didn't. I didn't get into any of the challenges. I didn't get the crossbow. Seeing that it took fourteen days, I was like, ah, there's no way I could do this. I can't wait this long. It'll be old by then. Yeah. So I never actually fully got it unlocked. I don't typically go for the challenges, but I know there's a, a few cool ones they have. Like I saw the other day. I'm not sure what if it was like a a certain day, but they had this gun which had like a a, a phasing uh, laser sight or something, and it like had like a crucifix on it or something like that. Oh, I think it's about the Dark Ritual. Uh, maybe the Dark Ritual yeah. bundle that came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a yeah, bundle? Oh, okay. That was one of the bundles, yeah. But the, the new Marksman Rifle, the Tempest, is absolutely disgusting. I mean, it's like a one-tap to the head. It's it's pretty solid. Um, but they so definitely added in... Yeah, oh, good. 
when I when I play multiplayer or when I play like a search, I want to have a sniper that's a one shot. So I have the Victus. I think I think it's the most powerful. The sniper, sniper yeah, yeah. And I yeah. I toggle all the tunings to get it to be the most powerful because I I want a one shot whether it's like through a wall or I do a lot of wall bangs because I have like a series I'm doing where I try and make it look like I'm hacking, like I shoot a wall intentionally <laughs> until I get a that's quad. A, I love that. This someone inspired by um. I know, like, Symphony did something like that, or he would, because he had this, you know, crazy aim, like, he'd make it look like he's locking on to people. Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing that with my version with just wall bangs, and the walls are paper thin in, in Modern Warfare. Like, you can get a headshot through three walls with the sniper if you have, like, you know, the penetrating ammo on. Jesus. So I, I load up the Victus. The new sniper, is it more powerful than the Victus? Because you mentioned it's a one-shot in... in, in uh, it's a marksman rifle, but you could kind of spam it, like, as if it was a sniper, but... I would say the Victus is probably still the best one. Still probably the best sniper in the in the game. Um, yeah, it's the only one I really use. Just pair it with like a well, like a noob tube now because it's fun to just mess with the noob tubes. But yeah, <laughs> much yeah. of you saw they actually um, buffed the noob tubes the other day. I noticed that. Yeah, I've been, I've been, really? I was rocking it. It came with the uh, Captain Price blueprint in that bundle. Um, that M4 had a oh. had, or M13, I think, had a, a noob tube on it. I'm like, wow, it actually feels a lot stronger than it was in the beta or, or launch where they just would hit marker every time, wouldn't do shit. But now, yeah, now well, they're actually of, of some value. They went from having one noob tube in your inventory to two. In, mm. in beta, I had two. In the game release, I think there's only one you could shoot. But now there's a new thing you can do. You can have overkill with two ARs, two noob tubes, two on each. And then you put refill on. Mm. So you can have That's four noob cool. tubes. Reload, you get four more in one round of search. <laughs> yeah. So if everyone's what buying noob tubes, the... you, get like, you get like 24 noob tubes or something. And you, I mean, they're not, it's not always in one hit kill with those things but it just right something right. my friends and i were messing around with just mm -hmm. having all those noob tubes equipped i think it's what 24 noob tubes <laughs> a lot of noob tubes <laughs> that's actually crazy that's a lot <laughs> oh yeah God. that's funny man I, lo I love seeing stuff like that yeah it makes for some good content makes for some good yeah content. they recently yeah. added it from uh from one to two recently i'm not sure why they did that but they also allowed you to have two on one class which like two different um right noob right. tube classes which is interesting mm -hmm. but yeah just something they added out of nowhere for no real reason like last week yeah, there, yeah. There, there's definitely there's definitely a lot of things like the way you just said it right things for no real reason there's definitely a lot of things like that across cod 2.0 that that you know we uh you know at this point we just we just laugh and we just have a good time and we're not we're not too harsh obviously there's things that you question like for example what streak are you on when you're playing multiplayer right it, it usually at the bottom of your screen it says oh you're 13th kill your 17th kill you know how close you are to a nuke you, can't, you don't have that in this game it was in the beta and it's a feature that's oh, yeah. missing from this game now it's like i don't know why that was removed right uh, there's so many little things like that that you just you just question right no classic minimap but oh in in, in some party game modes and and ranked i think and then uh private matches you have classic minimap right there but why not in regular pubs right things like that, that you, you're just like huh Scratching your head and wondering, you know, what? Why was time dedicated to removing or adding something that was unnecessary? But then, but then you you see a lack of dev time in something like a six v six map that we need to see to, uh, an original one for that matter. Um, lots of weird scenarios like that. They also updated the mastery camels, another kind of weird thing that I don't really think people were oh, yeah. asking for. But they sped up the the rotation of like the the cycle of the skin, right? Like it would, it would move quicker or something. Orion now moves quicker, and Polyatomic yeah. is now animated. When once when before it was just a solid camo, um, cool, I guess. I mean, I saw some mixed reception to the Polyatomic change, where everyone's like, "Oh, why did they make it animated? It was better before." I think it looks cooler now when it's animated. That's just my opinion. But 
Orion now moving faster than it did before, I think it's just getting closer to dark matter from the Black Ops games. Not complaining. I think that's that's, that's great. Um, but some of these things that we've been seeing lately, little additions, little fixes, whatever, just has me thinking or feeling like these are things that you would have expected from beta to launch or from launch to season one. But we're in what's almost season three now. We're seeing these things that <laughs> you would have thought would have been messed with months and months ago. It's just kind of weird. It, it just feels like we're still playing catch up with this game when when the game was initially revealed at Next and, you know, marketing after that. It seemed like they were really ahead of the game and they had all these plans. And it seems like now we're playing catch up to what those plans were. And I'm not really on the same page with with why. It's it's a, it's a big question mark. But you said Modern Warfare 19 was a game that you played a lot. What would you say has disappointed you, though, with Modern Warfare 2? Like, do you think the game is a ma massive step backwards? Or do you think it's kind of, like, on par but should be doing more? What, what would you say about the, the jump from Modern Warfare 19 to now the sequel? Well, upon release, I do think that it was... Well, I, my opinion is so skewed because I think of things from, like, a content perspective. And mm -hmm. it's very biased. But um, from release, I thought it was, like, a really great game. Well, when I told um, these knives only when uh, Dismo, when I first walked out of the yeah. next event, I think I said multiplayer was like a nine, and it just felt like 2019, which I guess was good for me because I like that game. Did well on YouTube as well. Like, yeah, um, I did a lot on that game while I played it, but um, it was it just I was hoping for something similar, and hope I hope the community would gather around the game the same way they did uh, for 2019 because even. Before this game came out, all the creators seemed to be streaming, playing the 2019 COD, even after, you know... Oh, way later, yeah. yeah. There's a reason why they gravitate back to that game. It's like I was hoping for another release like that. It's kind of like a three-year... Almost like a three-year cycle game. Like, people play it for three years after because it's still the best um, Call of Duty out out of the past, like, three years. Uh, I was hoping this would be that game. I actually had a question for you guys because I'm not exactly sure what's happening next year, but... Did they just make a decision like a few months ago to just drop a new COD or what is happening, I guess, this year? I, I'm so out of the loop of why there's a COD coming out. Did they just decide to do this? I'm so out of the loop with um, Call of Duty 2023. It's very, it's a very interesting turn of events. I mean, Fajardi, if you want to, do you want to tap into it first? Do you want me to? So originally, according to the press, it looks like Treyarch's new Black Ops was meant for fall 2023 because, of course, right, that's been the schedule, uh, you know, the flip-flop. I know Sledgehammer kind of came into the mix with Advanced Warfare, World War II, to where then we were seeing a three-year dev cycle. But obviously with 2020, that was going to be Sledgehammer's year. They couldn't follow through or finish the game. Treyarch took it over, turned it into a Black Ops game during the pandemic so then sledgehammer had to scramble make something else which became vanguard and that kind of threw off the whole dev cycle so everyone's like all right well that means after modern warfare 2 it's gotta be another black ops game right because vanguard just came out last year it can't be can't be another sledgehammer game so that was always a big question mark of like what's next who makes the next cod what's happening now because Sledgehammer make a new game on time then rumors really ramped up that Modern Warfare 2 was going to get a second year of DLC. It'd be the first COD to get two full years of yeah, support. That's what I thought. Yeah, two full years of CDL. It'd be the first game to do it, even though Black Ops 3 had three years of support. Uh, Black Ops 4 was confirmed to get that. Never did because Treyarch had to leave Black Ops 4 and work on COD 2020 in place of Sledgehammer. Then Cold War got, or excuse me, let me backtrack. Modern Warfare 19 got two years of DLC, essentially. Modern Warfare 19 got a couple new maps, a couple new weapons, a bunch of bundles, 
during its second year while Cold War was out. And then Cold War got an even bigger year or two than Modern Warfare 19, where Cold War got, uh, it was, I think, two multiplayer maps, three weapons, about 17 bundles, a Super Easter Egg and Zombies, a bunch of cool, you know, LTMs playlist. So we've seen kind of what it looks like for a COD to get updated for multiple years, but never to an extent where another new COD doesn't come out because of it. So all these rumors kept ramping up from people that had gotten leaks correct in the past that Modern Warfare 2 would be a two-year game. And then Jason Schreier, a gaming journalist you might know, he breaks the news that 2023 is just more Modern Warfare 2. It'll be an expansion you have to pay for. And then to get into specifics, right, there was rumors of like all classic Modern Warfare 2 and 3 maps from back in the day coming back remastered for the new Modern Warfare 2 as a part of like a year or two expansion. Those are all the rumors, right? Then it gets crazier where on Activision investor calls, they keep confirming, yeah, there is a new COD coming in 2023. And they didn't, they didn't say anything else aside from that. We're like, wait, huh? Jason Schreier, <laughs> the, journal, the journalist I just mentioned, comes out again and says, update guys, they've changed their mind. What once was going to be an expansion of Modern Warfare 2 that you pay for has turned into a full-fledged Call of Duty featuring a campaign, a multiplayer, and I think even a Zombies is rumored. That's being led by Sledgehammer, um, but all devs are kind of on deck helping with it. That's that's what has changed in the last couple of weeks. It's unclear how that would make sense, how it'll work, but it's essentially a Miles Morales to Spider-Man PS4 situation, essentially. That's what it looks like, right? A spin-off game built on the same engine and technology, same assets, mm -hmm. but that gets charged full price. So that's kind of where we're at right now. It'll be a new game, which I'll say I'm happy about that because we want Trek to have an extra year of development for their Black Ops. Yeah. Let's, let's not rush them for whatever they're working on. So that's the recap. I know it was a bit of a long answer, but that, that's kind of the recap on what's happened. With yeah, I wasn't aware fully. It's very I, weird. Um, yeah. I, I knew that. Well, I was under the understanding that there was no COD this year. So I was happy about that thinking, oh, you know, we can finally sit with the game for two years and not have to worry about a mid-release. Well, in my opinion, I wasn't a fan of Vanguard. I'd rather have it, you know, just... I mean, I wasn't a fan of Black Ops Cold War either. I know that was a pretty big game for a lot of people, but... I was hoping that Modern Warfare 2 would just get its own two years, and I thought that's what was happening. That's all I heard, that there's no COD 2023, but um, when I heard there was, I was like, oh no. <laughs> it might be rushed, it might be another, just uh, like a filler game. I'm sure, well, every game will have its its fan base, but um, like people, I mean, you guys might like Infinity War, uh, Infinite Warfare, but for me, that was like the biggest miss I've seen in the Call of Duty, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> uh, what's the word? Definitely, yeah, definitely with multiplayer. I'd say the campaign was pretty top tier, but the multiplayer was was trying to be oh, yeah. and you and it just didn't. <laughs> it just couldn't. <laughs> it couldn't be Black Ops through multiplayer. Mm -hmm. um, zombies is a whole different discussion, but no, I, I I think it's been really weird to see what you know the hits and misses of, of COD. But I, I I would say, you know, in in regards to Modern Warfare Two getting two years of support, I think we're way past that stage now where people even want that. I don't know if you agree with that, but yeah. I feel like. That ship has sailed. I think if the momentum had remained the same from COD Next to launch to Season 1, because it was about, it was strong for those three periods I mentioned, but right after Season 1 reloaded, once you, once at, after like December 15th, and then for like a month and a half until February, that momentum dropped off so quickly because of zero communication, questionable mm -hmm. game decisions. After that, I feel like is when people were like, we don't want this game to have two years of support. Because I think at that point, it's like, all right, you give the game two years of support. Does that mean, you know, it's, everything already feels spread thin to an extreme. Do you want to spread that out even farther to 12 seasons of two, you know, across two years? Like, it already feels yeah. like it, it, we're not getting nearly enough. 
So can you imagine that for two years in a row? That just would not work. But if the momentum had stayed from where it was at next to now, I think people would be like, oh, I'd be, I'd be down for two, you know, two years of this. If every game was getting equal development time, equal treatment, equal DLC, better communication, people wouldn't have minded it. I think that's the thing is like when a game has hot momentum, like games such as BO3, BO4 maybe is a bit iffy because of, you know, weird things. Cold War for sure, Modern Warfare 19 for sure. Games like that, people would have no issue supporting for two, three years. But obviously that's a billion dollars lost. They don't do another COD, <laughs> right? Like they don't do another COD annually. That's a lot of money they're not going to make. Um, so from a business standpoint, I get why they're not going to just drop the annual cycle. Um, but I am, I'm definitely concerned for this year, and for, for this fall in particular. Sledgehammer leading yeah. it. Their rep's already stained. Yeah. yeah. From Vanguard, yeah. Um, I, I remember something that we were talking about on the podcast a lot. When yeah. we started to hear all these rumors that MW2 was a two-year game, um, I initially brought up the point that it's either we're going to get, you know, six seasons that are spread across 12, or we're going to get 12 seasons that are, like, comparable, that are going to be the quality of six seasons. You know what I mean? Like, every single season yeah. be insane quality, insane content. Um, so... I guess we don't really have to think about that question anymore. We've seen what we've got these past two seasons, and a lot of people can probably uh, say that they're they're not typically uh, satisfied with it. They well, they want more original content, like you said, more for MP. And I don't think you're alone in thinking that. I know uh, you. I'm sure you know the YouTuber uh, Ryan Prestigious Key. He speaks on that a lot, actually. How multiplayer has kind of just been turned into a leveling simulator for Warzone. You know, you yeah. get your shipment, you get your shoot house. Go grind your camos, go grind your attachments, and and head over the war zone. That's what we want me to do. I, I exclusively yeah. play against players with the exact same level as you. Or let's, you're guaranteed to get a one KD no matter how long you play. <laughs> into that yeah. Oh my god, dude! It could be awful. You could be amazing. Yeah. You get a one KD, so it's like there's no. It feels like there's yeah. no way to really get ahead in the game. I, yeah. I just I can't Ranked even plays. Yeah, but. I I can't even tell you how much I despise that idea. The multiplayer is just there for camel grinding. Like, it actually makes me hate camel grinding. Like, I know it's a hot take. I, like, want that system completely just removed when I hear that. I'm just like, I d multiplayer is so much more than camp, get long shots, get headshots, and get double kills and whatever. Multiplayer has meant so much to me for the last decade and a half. I, I can care less about camels at this point to where I just, I, I despise that that's what people look at it as now. And that's kind of what it's being treated as. Like, oh, yeah, just hop on for that. Like, that really enrages me because multiplayer is somewhere I built the, the most memories with friends and have gotten cool content out of and get a good B-roll. Like I, I literally could care less about, you know, getting a mastery camel that you use for one year and then that's it. And then you don't use it anymore. Like it's just, it, that that just enrages me to the, or or that or just leveling up the weapons to then use in Warzone. Like I, I cannot stand that. Um, but no, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You were mentioning ranked, right? Like the, I, I don't know if you, if you played it much since it came out. Or I played you, the first just, day, my very first game ever, I... I came across a guy who had walls, so we, we, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. I was yeah. I, I'd assume we get ranked fairly low because me and my friends were not we, we weren't that good at the game. Like um, we were not mm -hmm. ranked high at all in regular multiplayer. So going into ranked, I was surprised to be matched with somebody who has walls because I assumed they would be better or like in a higher rank off the start because they probably have a higher KD if they have walls. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, the first ever game we almost won the game still, but we it was like six five in search. And um, yeah, we lost the game. Obviously, uh, <laughs> I got walls. That was my only encounter with a hacker. Uh, but I I want to talk about another topic, being the Call of Duty uh, player base. I'm not sure. Well, throughout the years, I played like you know Black Ops Three, Black Ops Two, and it have like the little player count at the bottom left. 
you know, like 225,000 people online right now on mm -hmm. PlayStation exclusively, or it'd be like this mm. many players on Xbox, or I never played PC at all up until I think 2019 or Black Ops 4. But um, with the release of CS2, or yeah, Source 2, um, I was curious on you guys' opinions on FPSs and, and how the player bases are amongst other games. The other day I was playing Roblox Doors, which is like a, a fan-made Roblox game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, on Roblox, it's really public. Well, obviously their player base is like absurd, like just probably the number one most played game at the moment. But I was looking at Roblox Doors, which is a fan-made game. It's like an official fan-made game, so you can, it's like on their charts. And right. It's really easy to access. I'm new to Roblox, so I'm just, I was just <laughs> looking at it for fun. I was making a video with my friends just playing. It's like, it's like a horror game that um, someone made. But it had 112,000 people online playing Roblox Doors at that moment, which I was like, Jeez. yeah, that's a, that's a lot of players. That's a and lot of people, dude. I went to pull up SteamDB and I went to, um, what's it called? Mono for Two. <laughs> and it had like <laughs> yeah. 98 at the moment, which is, um, well, obviously one's $60, one's free, but, um, or, you know, there is Warzone, which I think on SteamDB they combine Warzone and multiplayer. So, like, there is that Warzone mode for people who can handle it on their PC, which, I guess this isn't everybody. You need to have a PC probably that's worth over like 15 to 2K to be able to run Warzone decently, mm -hmm. which isn't everybody, but that's just on PC. There's obviously players on console. I'm not sure yeah. the player base on console versus PC, but I'd imagine PC is fairly high at this point. But then um, I'm, I'm sort of um, tuned with CS. I just assume that CS, or before the announcement of CS2, I assume that the scene was like dying because, you know, the same maps oh. for like 10 years <laughs> like my friend's like a somewhat semi-pro um cod um cs youtuber and he's, he's been posting non-stop since i guess like six years ago so he's he's really in tune with the community the pro scene and um he tells me how popular this game is like cs and they ne they've never mm -hmm. changed anything well they have little updates little map tweaks but um, he was telling me there was 1.4 million concurrent players That's at that ridiculous. very moment. That's What? And this is this is before CS2, and I was like, oh, they just broke an all-time record after not doing anything for years, like no new maps, nothing new, just 1.4 million concurrent. It must have not been many people in America because they're really big internationally. Like, mm -hmm. I know they have a huge Brazilian fan base. I forget the other countries they're really big in, but um, like my friend yeah. who makes CS content, you go to his demographics, he has like 25% Brazil. America's wow. like 20%. So, like, America's lower than Brazil, which doesn't make any sense. You would assume that, well, he's American, and you'd assume he'd have a, a good size there. But it's a very international Damn. game. My first ever pro event was a CS event, um, ESL New York 2017, I think. And I went there. It was um, the Barclays Center, and it was completely oh, packed yeah. out. It was before I ever went to a COD event, uh, a pro COD event, before CDL formed. But, um... It was a packed out Barclays Center with, I think, over 15,000 people in attendance for CS tournaments. So I was like, oh, wow, this is what esports are like. I didn't know that, um, or this is, yeah, in Brooklyn, my first ever esport event. Uh, esport event is, it was more than what I would have expected the turnout to be. And then I'd go to a um, COD event. I think Activision invited me to go to s some event in Dallas. I don't know the name of the event, but... Um, it was like the world championship or something in um, Dallas. And it was it was really interesting to see the scaling because I bet Call of Duty Activision makes much more money than than um, Valve. Valve. Or not Valve. <laughs> Valve probably makes it, I'm certain, because they own Steam, I'm pretty sure. 
Well, for the yeah, CSGO can't... specifically, or the or the competitive aspect of it, you mean? You would assume that um, well, Activision could put up more of a fight against um, a game like CS. Although you know, CS is more skill based with the aim and whatnot. And just being able to have yeah. your timing down like absurdly to like pinpoint accuracy. <laughs> So I, I was never able to play CS or it's too competitive for me. Call of Duty's always been what I enjoyed. It's really bizarre to see how CS had no new games, nothing new released, and it still manages to be the number one competitive FPS, even over uh, Valorant, which is a more fun new version. Valorant can get up to 900k concurrent, but CS That's is always sick, like man. 100k or 200k higher. So it's really interesting to see where Call of Duty sits like in perspective amongst those player bases yeah it's like a more casual game than the than cs or yeah or uh valorant but then it just has that much less of a player base and that's crazy yeah right now uh i'm looking at the steam db it has 1.1 million playing right on cs Um, yeah (laughs) (laughs) unbelievable dude that's absolutely crazy because I was just looking while you're talking about the uh, the Modern Warfare 2 Steam DB numbers and they have like 76,000 right now. It's like the lowest. And that's including Warzone, I think, too, which is yep. interesting. That's, that's unreal, pretty... dude. 76? Oh, this is just Steam. Um, you know, right. The way you can play Counter Strike is oh, on Steam. Yeah. So uh, there I'm is sure. console and whatnot. Mm. So, so yeah, with I, console, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's a ton of people on PlayStation, a decent amount on Xbox. It probably adds up to like over 200K, but still the numbers are right. kind of crazy mm. for yearly cycles. They make way more money releasing you know games every year than Counter-Strike could, unless you found a counter in the uh, skins. I'm not sure how they really profit off of that, but that's like a whole market, like a whole stock market they oh, got yeah. on CS. <laughs> I don't even know how that Yeah, I was, uh, I, I was a big CS player back in the day. Um, I was just, I don't know, I just loved the game. Me and my brother played it. Uh, and thinking about it, like, I was playing that in, like, 2016. It's pretty much, like, the same thing now. And they're coming out with you know, CS2, and I'm, I want to hop on it. It's going to be, I hopped, ba- I hopped back on CSGO just the other day when they announced it, just to kind of see what was up. So, um, yeah, CS is a, it's a crazy anomaly of a game. No, no pun intended, because you know the the CS YouTuber. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just CS is just a crazy timeless game. I don't know how they do it. I really don't. With Call of Duty, I feel like there's there's always something they could do to, I guess, have more of a presence amongst the other FPS. It's just that it's hard to say what it could be. Obviously, we play Call of Duty more than those other games. We would like them to be able to have a community that can you know survive longer than or like have more concurrent players would be good for everybody in the community if call of duty was up essentially Mm -hmm. like i would love if call of duty was more popular than it is at this moment but it's when it's a yearly cycle like that's why i was hoping that there was no cod in 2023 right well that's right that's what i assumed was happening i was just like oh maybe this allows for a two-year game which for me black ops 3 was a i played that for three years i played black ops 2 for three years I played Modern Warfare 2, oh no, Modern Warfare 2019 for like a year and a half. I feel like that makes it so much better for um, people to actually get on board. It means less earnings, obviously. If there's no new COD, they earn way less. But yep. especially with this new COD being, I think, their best-selling one yet. I think Modern Warfare 2 is, yeah. Modern Warfare 2 broke every record that is imaginable for Call of Duty. So, and then it, and then it's like... making so much money, but... To see that, but then to see yeah. how the post-launch was handled, right? I still think, right... There's obvious flaws with the way Modern Warfare 2 has been handled, post-launch-wise, especially DLC, communication, but 
also something you expect from Infinity Ward because if Treyarch tends to have the best uh, transparency with the community and tends to release the most fun, engaging, consistent content of high quality. So can't say I'm surprised with how Infinity Ward has handled certain things, but there's also the other side of it, right? To kind of play devil's advocate, the whole COD cycle, right? The community that is repeatedly misunderstood the entire franchise, right? And what I mean by that is you look at people now who still don't understand what live service means. I feel like there's people that still believe genuinely that when they spend $70 on the new Call of Duty, they're entitled to seasons, maps, modes, weapons, updates, expansions. You're not though, right? There's the, the whole the whole point of the seasonal structure, as Vanguard showed us, is that if a game isn't doing well, they can pull the plug at any time on support, right? Black Ops 4, yeah. do, you, do you remember hashtag saying also the Black Ops Pass? There was all these situations, right? Or, or black market blackout in BO3. Like, all these times when people out there were very vocal about being anti-season pass, anti-supply drop. All that's been removed in favor of the Modern Warfare 19 model that we've seen for the last couple years, which is now bundles, battle passes, free seasonal updates. People still haven't come to grasp what that is. People still think, oh, I paid money for this game and, you know, no original map season 2. It's like, yeah, I don't like that either. We talked about that already. But... The money you spend is for the launch window. That's it. There is no money you spend that guarantees you original maps anymore, which you can argue is a problem. Maybe we need that again. Yeah, totally up for debate. But there, there, there's a mix of the game kind of falling short in certain areas that it shouldn't be. And then also the community itself that's misunderstanding it, the, their own game. Right? But then like you were saying, look at CSGO with a million freaking players. Valorant 900,000. You had a trailer for CSGO 2 the other day. And this has sparked new discussion about where COD is right now. Is COD falling behind in ways that it shouldn't? It may have broke every record financially, but player count-wise, communication-wise, what's going on, right? CSGO 2, um, right now, is it is it that people are playing it early through some type of exclusive access that they're a creator, or you have to get a... How, how does that work? Um, well, right now, it's... Um, right now, well, you know, people like Tim and Tatman were playing yesterday... And my friend who has like 8,000 hours in CS wasn't able to get in and he plays every single day. So that's unfortunate. I think that's unfortunate. This week it might be very private, but um, my friend who plays CS, he's very confident that they're going to do a beta this week cool, for, cool. for anybody who, yeah, they just pick a wide beta and then the game actually will fully release. Or I'm not sure if it's considered a game or what yeah. it really is, but that's going to be officially coming out in the summer. But there will, he says there will be a beta coming out hopefully this week or next week. Interesting. He he feels like he has the the uh, intel to say that, so I, I believe him. But he sure, also says sure. a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's also the the Fortnite Creative Two trailer. I've never been into Fortnite too much, but I think both announcements came on the same day. It was for CS:GO Two and, and Fortnite Creative Two. People right away used that to rip COD and were like, "Oh my God, COD is done!" But I'm like, we hear this every year. We, every year, I feel like we hear the same arguments. I'm not saying COD's not in a tough spot right now because it is. I, I I've been very vocal about that, but. Every year, I feel like we hear the same thing. Gaming's so dry. We need new releases. COD needs more competition. Then all these things come out. I'm not saying this is going to happen to CSGO 2 or Fortnite because obviously they're behemoths of games. But, for example, Vanguard's launch. Battlefield came out. Halo came out. All these things came out at the same time. Everyone's like, oh, my God, COD's done. COD's finished. Uh, these other games are coming out. It's going to blow it all away. You know, look at the, the next generation of gaming. The games, the games come out. They flop. You know, Battlefield 2042, Halo Infinite. And then oh, yeah. COD, even being at its lowest with Vanguard, still was, like, overperforming compared to Halo and Battlefield, which was funny as hell. Um, but I feel like every year we have the same discussion. COD's dry. Gaming's dry. We need new things. We need new things. And then these new things get announced, come out, 
underperform, no one cares anymore, rinse and repeat the next year, cycle continues. But this in particular with, you know, CSGO 2, Fortnite Creative, uh, these things are going to be huge. Um, Fajari, I know you had a, a specific opinion about Fortnite Creative. You, do you think that it'll really uh, hold players long-term, or will it be something that kind of is hot for a couple of weeks, then kind of just dies down a bit because of whatever reason? What, what do you think about, about these announcements? So you know, I, I like it to be this big, expansive thing that sort of continues to uh, change gaming. But I feel like a lot with what happened in, in the past creative mode, and I know it's been updated a lot, so it's not like the, really the same thing anymore. It's the 2.0. But uh, Yeah, the 2.0. I yeah. feel like a lot of creative, like a lot of the use for creative maps was just like XP farming for Fortnite. Yeah. Like people just using XP glitches. Yeah. But um, Yikes. The, the point, the, <laughs> the part Yikes. that really piques interest in me is that... Um, Basically, CS2 is just going to be an upgrade to CSGO. Like, they're just going to upgrade it. Yeah. Like basically, yeah. how they did for Overwatch. Overwatch, yeah. they shut down Overwatch and opened up Overwatch 2. Um, and you get to keep all your skins. You get to keep all these these things. And it's like, why can we do that for something like Warzone? Um, oh, yeah, that'd be people, perfect. Yeah. So yeah. You have, all, you have yeah. all these games that are, like, even Fortnite uh, doing massive engine switchings from chapter to chapter. And we still get to keep our skins. But... You know, Call of Duty does it. We have to lose everything, and then you got to buy your your twenty dollars bundles again for the next three years until the next iteration of Warzone comes. Warzone out three wipes it again or something. Warzone three point I can't wait, man. I, I it guess, was, it's funny. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I think. Well, I wonder what Activision's goal is because um, mm -hmm. there's value, obviously, releasing Warzone for free to get a big player base playing their free game. People who don't want to spend sixty bucks. These Apexes out there. Well, what are the other com competitors like? I know PUBG's kind of outdated now, but there's, oh. there's more uh, Battle Royales, but they just wanted that to be theirs. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They can compete there. Where was I going with this? Oh, I just had something. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wonder what their goal is long-term. Yeah. Like, what are their earnings compared to... I, I would like to see them based, like, you know, squared up against Valorant and um, Counter-Strike just to see, like, what... They're probably making way more money because of this, um, you know, their, their yearly cycle, and they're the only... FPS that really is willing to do that. Battlefield does it, I guess, as well, but I don't feel like they're really in the same ballpark as yeah, Activision. Yeah. Activision is making just more money than everybody, but they can't maintain that player base. So I wonder, like, which is more valuable, to have a game with the absurdly active, dedicated fan base like um, CS has and Valorant's time to build, or is it their cycle, you know, maybe with one-tenth the amount of active players, but they get way more money from them and they get to release yearly content. There's constantly new content. I wonder which one is more valuable. Obviously, monetarily, I guess it would be what they're currently doing. And maybe this is their goal is to continue to do this and go down this road. It's what they've been doing for 20 years. I, mean, <laughs> I, I made a video. I think I told DK about it um, at the COD Next event, but I made a video where I played every single Call of Duty from like, yeah. The one first made and I forget what year, like 2003 or something. But I did every single Call of Duty, every iteration of it over the course of the 18, 19 years. So I even played like Nintendo DS. I played um, on the N-Gage, which is a console that no one has really heard of before, but it was like a 2007 console. I went from like bottom to top, just scrubbing through every game, just seeing what they're all about. I had like a guest on some to give me just something to talk about or like someone to co-host a game because... The video is 54 minutes, so I didn't want to be by myself the entire time. I wanted to keep <laughs> the energy up amidst the whole thing. But yep. 
Just the fact that I had to play 40 versions of Call of Duty to, to get be able to play their whole franchise is ridiculous. It's so many Dude, games. Dude, 8 million views a year ago. What a behemoth. I remember I watched most of it. This is crazy. This is... Oh, my, oh yeah, I remember Strike Team, dude. I had this on my old iPad. There's so many CODs, bro. Well, you see the two on screen. The, the one before was only 20 CODs. There's, like, the main titles. But then I really got into... Like yeah, the, the side one game. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, uh, wow. I got into all of them just to play everyone, so I can say that I did for the title of the video. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Black Ops only... <laughs> I love this on Vita. Base. PS Vita. Every version there wow. is is in there. Besides one, but I'm, I'm assuming you guys haven't heard of it. It's called um. It's like a pocket edition of a Nokia something it's like nearly impossible to get there's Jeez. there is a way to get it on like a emulator but it's really difficult so i didn't bother but. <laughs> out of the emulator well i mean most of these games run emulators i didn't make it look like i was on console but like i managed to get online on the ps2 to play big red 2 and there's somebody online so in my video i, I managed to get in a, multiplayer <laughs> game with a, a stranger on big red one or whatever it's called <laughs> the big there's an one. interesting video just kind of going over the entire course of every game ever made but yeah <laughs> i think that's it's amazing it's a funny video. <laughs> yeah no this is great man this is great that that's i mean such good content dude honestly it, it, it's crazy how many like side titles there are for for call of duty people really forget about it's it's, it's crazy. never really stopped and them doing a two-year cycle i guess is so foreign to them or just sitting on the game or i mean they kind of tried with warzone i guess warzone one it's they, uh, <laughs> yeah they're just kind of getting themselves going. to a corner right now. Like Parsa said, you know, we all remember when Warzone was so bloated with problems, bugs, glitches, that even the devs said the only solution is a restart. But yeah, but think about the another problem at hand now, right? They've done a restart, but with the annual cause that keep coming out, you have to continuously integrate all the weapons, right? And all the features or whatever of each new COD. So it, it's going to get to a point, regardless, in a couple of years where you're like, all right, there's too many weapons in Warzone 2 now. How, how do you how do you go about that, right? You, you, you abandon Warzone 2, leave in whatever map, and then are allowed to use Modern Warfare 2, Cosmo 23, and Black Ops 24 weapons on that map, and then you come out with the Warzone 3 that's for the next three CODs, because you can't just update Warzone 2 forever now, because, again, you have the annual yeah. cycle that keeps adding in more, more, more weapons. It just... There's going to be a point again where we hit a wall. We're like, what now? Maybe there's no bugs and glitches, but there's there's a, a bloated feeling of like there's too many weapons, too many operators, it, which will probably lead to more problems anyway. But it's going to get to a point again where I think we have to do a reset or they have to fundamentally change how the annual COD cycle works to then fit with Warzone integrations. I, something has to happen eventually again because it's going gonna, it's gonna to get to a point. Um, yeah. I think I think the big, like, it's I think it's like a mindset um problem as well where you know if it's better to have like a, an annual cod release every single year that you know people are i are kind of just let have one title just kind of be legacy over a few years um i think a lot of people you know if they don't like something about a call of duty game they're like oh i know one's gonna know another release in like eight months so i'll just wait for that yeah, so maybe, yeah. maybe you see a lot of, maybe you see a lot of drop off in that case but for example in games like cs fortnite overwatch and, and valorant you know there's not right. going to be a I mean, I guess CS kind of has like a two, but it's like it's an upgrade, so it's kind of still the same thing. Um, right. You know that yeah. you know that you know what you're playing is like what's going to be around for a while. But for Call of Duty, it's like like you said, there's 40 plus titles there. 
there's so there's so much option and there's just one every single year so if there's one thing that doesn't sit right with people if they were thinking it's going to be the biggest thing ever and then it's not they're like oh there's always next year is always this but you can't really yeah do that for something like counter-strike for something like fortnite it's like what you get is what you have you just got to kind of like just accept it and that's it yeah, yeah. if you like you like you don't you don't <laughs> there's no there's no if fans yeah. or bots in between well, there's, and all well, there's that an option. excuse there's an excuse yeah. for the Call of Duty community because, like, we're getting another COD anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. That's that's why I think Fortnite has done so well. And I would normally have that opinion, but when it's a game that you know is, like, their big release of the past, like, three years, like, the same way 2019 was, mm -hmm. this game felt like that game for Call of Duty. Like, this should have been a, a hit from... Or it kind of was a hit in the start. But, like, how, how did they let it kind of slip off? I mean, mm -hmm. they just didn't feel like they're really involved. I'm in, I'm in this discord with the call of duty creators and i see all these complaints that have creators complaining mm -hmm. like directly to um some of the influencer relations people or maybe even um some of the devs are in there i don't know who who is who but um i just see the complaints live and obviously they're there to reply to people's questions and it's interesting to see they're they're there they're active but they're not the ones that have yeah say, implement the guess, changes. Um, yeah yeah it's just they're there to keep us happy <laughs> right right well, no i get that yeah. yeah i get that so it's interesting to see what they actually do change they did add a lot of game modes like i'm looking right now i see gun game <sighs> it's uh, just like it, yeah it's like playing cats up though right it's adding in the modes that i think at this point we're like all right we expect those modes every year can you add them in a little bit sooner so that you can spend the actual dlc cycle adding in new original <laughs> modes right like but better late than never at least they got them out the way now cool but it's just one of those things right for example Squad sizes for Resurgence being marketed as available during Season 2 launch, and then they're not, and then they're saved for Reloaded instead. It's like, why is it squad sizes for Resurgence are being considered content now you have to kind of wait for week after week? Mm -hmm. Like, the hell, that, the, COD 2.0 so far has a really big gatekeeping issue. We've talked about it before. I know you're not into DMZ too much, oh, but Building 21, best example. They gatekeep how you can play the map, when you can play the map, right? Because you have to get key cards to play it. By finding them in the environment, then you can only play the map on Thursdays to Sunday. Then it gets taken out, so that's a cycle that yeah. maps on. Now they've changed that to where you can play unlimited times, um, no key card, or you need at least one key card, but it won't it won't use when you hop into the map. Still have to wait till Thursday or Sunday to play it. Um, spec outs, for example, with raids, raids originally you needed an assignment. You had to do a raid assignment to then play an episode. So you had to do a challenge in multiplayer, Warzone, or DMZ to then get an assignment that gives you a weak access to raid. They got rid of that. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, that's another weird gatekeeping thing. Also, stars. You are in stars in Spec Ops, right? You can use those stars to upgrade your kits that you can use in Spec Ops missions or raids. They even gatekeep that where you can only get a certain amount of stars per week. So if you want to max out all your kits, you got to wait at least six months of grind. Do six months of grinding to actually max out your kits based on that system. So it's like a really weird gatekeeping issue. Also, the way the roadmaps and seasons have been handled, where they'll market something as in-season, um, or, or actually, let me correct myself, they'll market something as beginning of season, but what that actually means is the season could start, and you might have to wait two, three weeks, right? Every Wednesday is a playlist update, and one of those Wednesdays could be when they add in certain content. So there's that, it's actually even more unclear now when things are even coming out with the season. It's like, things like that, you just question, and then you look at, like you were saying earlier, uh... Is it smarter for them to kind of focus on their player base long-term or is it smarter to just keep pumping out those annual games and those annual bundles? Like what, what, what do you think makes more sense for them? I think it's pretty clear what their focus has been. It's that annual cycle, annual bundles, not really the long-term player base. Cause like Fajardi was saying, it's kind of combustible at this point with how 
a couple complaints could mean, all right, I'm still not going to play this game that year. I'll wait for the next COD instead. It's like, it's just, it's yeah. gotten, it turned into a habit with the series, which mm -hmm. is really unfortunate, which I think hopefully should come to an end at some point. But um, I would say if there's any COD that will likely get two years of full support with no new COD coming out, it might be the next Black Ops. Might be. But then with the whole thing about Microsoft taking over, all that, that could turn, that could throw all those plans out the window that we don't even know, <laughs> you know, what could happen with COD going forward. But um, there's even a poll in chat, right? Are you worried about the future of COD? You know, 55% say COD's in trouble. 45% say call, COD will be just fine. Funny results. I mean, here's the thing, right? Uh, not into fear-mongering or any of that or, you know, starting hate trains and being negative every every day about COD. But it, it definitely is starting to see uh, where the community's mindset is with the franchise, right? Like, is CSGO 2 or the new Fortnite creative thing, is that enough to kind of put a nail in the coffin for Modern Warfare 2? Or are we still... Just gonna see everybody come back for Sledgehammer's new game, or did Sledgehammer ruin the rep that much with Vanguard to where it instantly uh, stains the new COD from the start <laughs> in the next few months? Like, I really wonder. I really want to know what the marketing and, and interest will look like for this new game coming out. Modern Warfare yeah. Two had all these promises and all this crazy marketing, COD Next, all these things. Do you think it's gonna be like a boy cry wolf situation where now everyone looks at it and like, oh, you said that last time, you said that last year, and look what happened, right? It's like I really wonder where the community is gonna be at. Um, I don't know, it's a bit of a rant there, but <laughs> any thoughts on that overall, like piece by piece there about kind of where the community is at? Seeing, well, the community, I guess, kind of is based around, well, if people are on Twitter, you know, you see Charlie Intel, you see Doug, and I feel like they're kind of the, well, they're two vocal people right now that are upset with the game, and I, I don't even know they're allowed to be upset, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but seeing them, I feel like those two people have the power, well, I know, uh, oh yeah, those two individuals have the power to, I guess, turn the tides like let's say that call of duty rubs them the wrong way the community is like falling out i guess maybe on pc i feel like console they'll always be fine because those console people are always going to buy cod it's like the only thing they can really play on their console anyways you can't play any other you can't play well you probably can play apex but you can't play cs or valorant obviously yeah so they're always yeah. going to have those those console customers but um i could totally see the the pc player base potentially or even like yeah even these current warzone streamers they're all entertaining the idea of playing apex like i think nick Merckx, um phase kaylee she's on apex like religiously now yeah they moved over completely after caldera like, i think right? and it was like oh i i thought that was it oh that's it like i thought you're gonna give it another chance maybe like wait for an update but they're just like done <laughs> like, they oh, I guess yeah they don't there goes, yeah there goes a few big people in the community just no longer here which i guess for call of duty that might not be it might be a hit in a way like you know they're some of their bigger streamers is migrating to other games. They might come back to Warzone, but they're no longer exclusive to the game. And right, I don't know. With Charlie right. Intel and those guys having their opinions, I feel like the crowd kind of follows them. Like I listen to, I look, I look at Charlie Intel as like the guy who, who I would assume would have a connection with Call of Duty. And I know you know him probably more personally than me, but um, he seems to be very transparent through oh, yeah. social media. And, yeah, uh, as of lately, for sure. As of lately, for sure. Uh, he was on, I remember he was yeah. on the bus with us. Um, yeah. He was talking. And it was interesting to he hear, because obviously that was his more genuine breakdown of his thoughts, because maybe he can't tweet everything that he would like to say. But um, hearing his actual opinion was interesting, because I view him as, like, the top of the the news. Oh, yeah. Like, he's Big just time. the guy that breaks the news or whatever he gets from Activision, let's say there's an early thing they might, you know, allow him to break or something, which makes sense for Activision to do that because you, 
the idea of fake leaks and all that, like you would want that to come from a community. It looks more like, oh, it's anticipated. Oh, we leaked this ourselves that we had Charlie Intel break the story. It looks like it's fan story or like, you know, from the community. Like we want to see a leak. But I totally get how they go through news sources like um, Charlie Intel, but mm -hmm. I don't know how they work together, but just seeing them kind of go against the game has been interesting and very, very interesting. With them, I feel like the whole community is kind of on board with Charlie Intel and Doug, just because like they're kind of the voices, I guess, of um, at least the PC player base. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, majority honest thoughts though on like where the community is at right now and where you think it's going to be when Sledgehammer's new game gets announced? Like, do you think it is going to be a really weird next, like, year and a half-ish before the next Black Ops, or what would you say? Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be very weird, uh, mainly for the fact that a lot of people going in MW2, you know, myself included, and I'm, I'm sure Suda also alluded to this, that it was supposed to be this big game, this big game that we maybe get two years of, Call of Duty to kind of to be the end all of all Call of Duties, that type of thing. Yeah. yeah. But when it comes out and we see the content we're getting, a lot of people's expectations fall off. And then obviously the COD before this was Vanguard, and people don't didn't really resonate well with that at all. <laughs> so when they hear Sledgehammer, they think Vanguard. Now we're hearing the next Call of Duty is Van is like is a Sledgehammer game. So community was like at you know feeling very helpful, helpful or very hopeful. And then one over for two drops. It wasn't what they expected. And then it's like, oh, a sledgehammer's coming back. Down, down, down. Um, yeah. Which I hopefully that isn't that isn't the case. You know, I, I I am very hopeful that you know what whatever sledgehammer is doing, they they kind of learn from their mistakes and maybe don't do a World War II setting again. I'm pretty sure they're not going to. But you know, um, it's just like it's just, it's just one of those things where. Call of Duty is is a very very old franchise, and a lot of people are starting to catch on with the highs and lows of it every single year. Mm. Um, especially on the PC side, I see that a lot more. Um, but like you said, console side, like people, a new Call of Duty pops up, all I'm pre-order it. I see the trailer and we pre-order it because that's just what console people do. That's what the majority, I think, of the player base do. But um, I don't know. It's different when you start looking at it as a a community aspect because obviously we can go on Twitter all day and look at people complaining and you know the <laughs> oh, yeah. the news accounts and but I'm not sure how much I, I would love to see like an actual percentage of what that actually is because that, obviously that's all really we know and and what mm. we see I know for me and DK anyway um so yeah there's a lot of factors that play into it but it, at the end of the day they just want to make money so <laughs> they're gonna well, do yeah they, 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 they can't they're, do that. There's this tweet from the Ghost of Hope that I find interesting, right? Because Modern Warfare 2023, whatever the new game is, is just a spinoff to the game we have now. As he says, Sledgehammer has probably one of the easiest layups even, or, or excuse me, Sledgehammer has probably one of the easiest layups ever this year for COD. Take Modern Warfare 2 as the base of the game and improve the game design where Infinity Ward wouldn't. He gave examples. Heavily reduced movement penalties, speed up animations across the board, add traditional spawns, ninja perk, classic minimap, traditional three perk system, keep the gunsmith from Modern Warfare 2 as is, and keep the same streaks from Modern Warfare 2 with a few new ones, etc. So yeah, if that's what the game is, it'll be funny to just see live proof that what people wanted to see in Modern Warfare 2 could have been added if there was some type of transparency with Infinity War to where that was made possible. But like I said earlier, Treyarch and Sledgehammer tend to have the best response to community feedback, good communication, good game design. So we'll see where that goes. But 
kind of wrap up with 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 that point about you know the annual cycle, people being fed up. It, it is going to be a bit of a different type of COD cycle come this fall because again, you had some very strong and very vocal um, marketing to what Mono for Two was all about, COD 2.0, new era for the franchise, all these you know fancy terms, and then to see it kind of fall short after the first season. It's going to be crazy to see yeah. people's responses to that now. It's like the biggest COD ever, the game that sold the most, underperformed for whatever reason. How could be? How could people then could be? How could people then be convinced that a game from Sledgehammer would somehow do better? Treyarch people will probably give another chance to because Cold War was again extraordinary for you know considering the circumstances of development with that game. Think about Black Ops Three, Black Ops Four games that were huge. Uh, People probably be fine with you know giving Treyarch a shot again, but to, you know this fall in particular with Sledgehammer is gonna be really fascinating to see how they handle the marketing for it. You know, saying it's a mono spinoff. You have any predictions? Predictions. Uh, I'm curious what you guys have to say because I'm not too aware of Sledgehammer's involvements in previous games. But what, what do you guys predict will happen? Um, I guess October, November, 2023. How do you think this game will be perceived? Ah, uh, if you want to start with it, uh, I mean, you, I, I have you a good theory. First. I need to, yeah, you, yeah, you go. I, I will say it's kind of to your point earlier, Suda. If they come out with extremely strong quarter four DLC for Modern Warfare 2 and they really win people's trust and they really turn things around for the base game, not Warzone 2 or DMZ, that those will survive because they're free. I'm talking about the base game they paid for. If that, if Modern Warfare 2 gets some solid content the next couple seasons, right. Then I could see some momentum being built back up again for another like, yeah. Modern Warfare expansion from Sledgehammer. And people will probably brush over the fact that it's Sledgehammer and Vanguard was their last game and Modern Warfare 2 is underperforming. We could see something cool happen, especially if all the multiplayer maps right out the gate are just remasters to celebrate the 20-year anniversary of COD. And there's a Zombies, potentially, as well. And a and maybe a Ghost-centric spinoff campaign. I think you could see some pretty solid support. But if Modern Warfare 2 continues to get kind of pushed to the side and doesn't really get much over the next couple seasons, I see the community having a hard time accepting more Modern Warfare in 2023, early 2024. I could see potentially a Vanguard scenario where there's no interest from the get-go and there's nothing they can yeah. add to really boost that, which I don't want to see. As a, as a full-time COD creator, that's not what anybody wants to see. We survived Vanguard already. We're surviving the drought right now. We don't want to see anything cr crazy like that again. But... Um, my prediction is that it's all going to be based on what the next few seasons are like for Modern Warfare 2, which will determine if a spin-off expansion, whatever the hell it is, does well from a, de a developer, especially Sledgehammer. Uh, but yeah. Fajardi, any thoughts I can on only, that? I can, only, I can only imagine they're going to go like crazy on these next seasons because just seeing... Yeah. How, how, well, I'm assuming was, they saw the feedback on Season 1 from multiplayer players and the, the dissatisfaction, I'm assuming, from everybody. I'm not, I didn't actually see their actual reaction from the fans, but I'd assume that's how Season 1 was perceived. Unless you like that one Warzone mode. I know tons of people were happy about... The, oh, Plunder? Uh, the, no, the uh, the the island one. I forget what it's called. It starts with an A. Oh, Sika Island Resurgence. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like Rebirth. I didn't yeah. want to butcher the name. Yeah. People are really yeah. excited about that. That's totally cool for the pe people who are not paying, to, you know, um, who never had to pay to play the game because it's, it's one of their free modes, but... You you just hope that there'll be more coming, even just bringing maps back. Like I want to play High Rise, I want to play Quarry. I know they're gonna put that in Q4, but which sucks. But um, 
I would love to have something <laughs> I hope they don't, accessible. I already know yeah. High Rise is coming back at the end. The same way with Black Ops Cold War, I stopped playing fairly early, but towards like the end of the last season, they put some really cool maps in there. They had like WMD and I forget what other maps they added towards the end, but it's like classic maps I wanted to play, but I already gave up on the game. I see. It's yeah. too late for me to go back. I, I want to play these maps, but I gave up on this game already. <laughs> I can't go back. No, I see. Yeah, I, I don't have that happen again, but um, yeah. What, what are your predictions of here? <laughs> I was like, oh, he's playing. Yeah, yeah. You know, you brought up a, an interesting point how, you know, they kind of have to go hard in these next few seasons. And I think we're, I, I really hope that season uh, two reloaded is kind of the turning point for that because we're starting to get better bundles. Um, we're starting to see, you know, characters people are, are interested in. And the raid, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but like a, a fan favorite character came back from 2019 uh, in the raid. Um, so like they're starting to, you know, maybe try to, to get their footing down on some things that people want to see. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of distrust in the community right now, I think. There's a lot of uh, distaste. But I think what shoots people in the foot the most every single year is that there's kind of like, I don't like what we have right now. I got to like, wait until this next game because it should make everything back to normal. It should make everything, you know, uh, enjoy whatever. Enjoy uh, Call of Duty again. So you start putting these un unrealistic expectations on something, and I think that's what really happened with MW two. Someone in chat mentioned a lot of uh, the leaks of how, how about how they yeah. were really wrong. very bad, yeah, um, very bad. Which 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 I think that also played a large part in the over uh, estimation about how good MW two would have been because there was a lot of leaks that said it was going to have all these expansive features and map editors and and this and that and then it doesn't have any of it and people are like oh i thought we were gonna have this and then it just doesn't have it and then it just it's just all a spiral it's yeah. all a spiral down which is yeah. quite sad but my prediction I, I wanted to i want obviously i want cod to be in the best shape it can be i don't i'm not praying on it's down but but um <laughs> like, but yeah, yeah. but but you know, Call of Duty really has to uh, get its get its footing again. Um, which I, I know you don't feel the same way we do about uh, Cold War, but I feel like that's the, the last Call of Duty where it would had its footing really down. The zombies was amazing. The post launch story was amazing. Its identity was, was down, right? So its identity yeah. was yeah. right. Yeah, like they knew what they were doing the whole. The time. bundles were the bundles were fun. They were playful. Um, There's just a lot of personality in that game, and I feel like uh, going into MW two. And, and now what we're seeing now is just, I think it needs to take itself less seriously um, in a lot of sense, which I'm sure you agree with because you like having funny funny things to play around yeah. with. And, and it's so. hoping the title is something that can maintain people playing or interest from general yeah. players. Right. It helps me yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, it helps you. Yeah. Definitely, man. Definitely. Uh but yeah, no, for a while. yeah, really yeah, great discussion, man. Really good discussion. I think we'll, we'll wrap up with uh, a funny segment that we do every episode or almost every episode where we read funny hate comments, uh, a lot okay. of troll comments. I think it's a perfect segment to ask you about because I'm really curious to ask you, have you received any comments throughout your entire career on YouTube that you just never forgot? Ones that you're like, what the fuck? Did, like anything, <laughs> anything. Oh. I had to ask. Well, I'm not sure what it is about my channel. I With my friend group, there are some people who would get more hate than others. I feel like for some reason I would somehow fly under the radar when it came to yeah. the negative side. I guess my videos didn't really capture too much 
um, things you could really have much of an opinion on. It's more like this is just you can watch it or you can leave if you don't like. Like, why would you come back if you don't like the content? It's you don't have to subscribe. Right. But, um, I don't think I really had many hate comments in general, <laughs> mainly because I don't post things that are controversial. <laughs> like, if I'm talking about a game, it's easy to hate on the game or my opinion on the game. But I, I don't feel like my opinion isn't really brought up in my videos. It's more just like they'll probably click off before they have the chance to leave a comment because um, there just doesn't feel like much of a connection between me and a viewer when you watch my video, mainly because it's it's kind of like behind a fourth wall. Like They're not really chatting with me. I'm yeah, not you're not speaking to them. them, right? It's not even a commentary <laughs> yeah. to them, right? It's like you're you're just... Yeah, you're vibing with your boys on on the game, and that's it. I mean, the most hate uh, comments I would get would probably just be like, "This is cringe. This is annoying," <laughs> and just that kind of stuff. But I, the, I yeah. expect to get those because if I'm reaching a new yeah. audience, at some point, I'm glad I'm getting hate comments. That means I'm getting new people, and like, oh, at least I, I must have reached a little bit new of a demographic here if I'm getting these hate comments. Yeah. And sometimes it's constructive criticism, but like saying it, you know, this is cringe or L, like it doesn't really help me that <laughs> much. L. <laughs> L but I didn't forget to. I'm gonna roll the intro right now. Let's get it. Who are these people? Yeah, it, it's the intro to our segment where we talk about <laughs> stuff like this. I didn't forget. I didn't forget. Oh. But no, yeah, that. I mean, no, that's good though. That I forgot you, to tell you about that earlier. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention that. We usually talk guests before the episode. Hey, there's gonna be a little segment where we play an intro and we go into some funny shit. But okay. yeah, and uh, it, Prestigious Key helped us make that too. It was so kind of a man. He uh, yeah, he he gets he is he gets some of I mean the craziest. I saw this espresso. The craziest comments that I'm like, dude, to some of the most wholesome creators talking about them. You know, <laughs> some of the nicest people I've ever talked to or met or played with or, or collabed with and podcast with. Why are people talking crap to them, but not the channels that, you know, uh, bash the game daily and, and and monetize literal hate speech about the fucking game? Like, I, it's like, <laughs> they don't see those comments ever. They get people agreeing, you know, with their cult mentality that COD's been dead for the last 10 years and F this, F that, and let's attack devs. Like, th that content doesn't get any hate, but it's just crazy, yeah. man. Um, I got a few here. COD is dead after I finish the battle pass. I'm done. This was funny to me because I'm like... You're done with COD, but you still have to finish that battle pass, right? I guess, you know, I know you spent money, so maybe you want to finish it. But it's like, just fucking, you yeah. know, come on, man. Uh, this is a good one. From Heisenberg. What was that lock on, bro? At first, he was aiming at the upper torso and then just snapped to the head. I used .25 <laughs> speed, but you can see it normally, too. Yeah, so now I'm getting the hacker accusations. Oh, so is this um, on your video? Yes, these are across all of, all of oh, uh, okay. you know, my last couple of videos. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's a compliment, if anything. That means he can't believe he <laughs> hit that shot. Yeah. Down. I, I am a he sweat though. Yeah, he is Eisenberg. <laughs> like, I'm a sweat, and I'm, I'm, I've admitted I've been playing COD since COD Four. Literally, I'm a sweat. I've, I've just been playing that long. I'm a sweat. I get it. Um, my man uses the money from clickbait to buy skins. He already spent money on another game. Pete COD YouTuber, thumbs up. I that, yeah, there's some crazy shit here. I'm not tuning into your stream ever or anyone else's stream ever. Okay. Uh. The relations team is the big reason we are where we are. No honor, no integrity. You have talent, that's for sure, but don't sell your soul for a birthday cake. Like, what, <laughs> what, what is the, like, what does the relations team have to do with game uh, development, right? People that put together this pizza box that was crazy cool, or, or any, any, you know, COD point giveaway, whatever, COD next, they have nothing to do with SBMM, lack of 6v6 maps, plunder, nothing to do with that. People have not understood that yet. The package should have been for the ones who paid for the vault edition. Bad Bunny commented this too. Everyone knows Bad Bunny, right? Yeah, I mean, just I don't Everyone. get it. Man. The real one. 
DK stands for Activision Shill. This game is shit. We have less maps after this new map than all COD at launch. Why do you Americans always skip over Canada? We're literally the second largest country in the world. We're allies. We have come to your aid in essentially every war, yet you skip us and mention UK. I know some of you might not think it's a big deal, but to Canadians, America, to Canadian Americans, ignoring the Canadian candidate exists is a little ignorant. I don't know what this is trying to say. Again, I'll be right back real quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm so oh, confused with that one. Yeah, I, yeah. That is, I, you need to answer that one. You don't understand it, so I, I don't know what the fuck you're trying I mean, to say there. There's, there's nothing really to say. I don't know. Yeah, what you're talking about. I did tweet out when I went live the other day about the uh, Universal Camo event. Somebody quote tweeted my announcement tweet saying Universal Camo does not exist. This is some hella clickbait, brother. So, did people just forget what Universal Camos are? Which kind of just became a thing with uh, Vanguard Cycle. Remember the Terminator event, uh, the Mercenaries of Fortune event, and then with Mono for Two, they've added in lots of opportunities to grind camos that you can use on every weapon in the game across any game. But that is a new concept that COD really hasn't done that much. Um, so yeah, I don't know how that's clickbait, but there's that. What else we got? I think that's pretty much it. Um, obviously, there's a lot of technical elements of Season Two Reloaded, specifics about you know new DMZ leaks, uh, some other things with the raid. Definitely something we'll get into more next week. Uh, I know we had a really natural and fun discussion with Suda this week. Um, time mm. flew by. What the hell happened? You've been two and a half hours yeah. in. Um, time really flew by. Definitely, definitely uh, happy with, with how this went down. But yeah, uh, any other things you wanted to say real quick about, you know, content, art, Mono for Two, how you feeling? Um, um, you know, I got, a, I got a lot of big, big projects in the works. Um, some really big, expansive ones that, you know... Uh, I'm going to be really proud of. Um, Perfect, man. You know, larger projects I've ever done before. You know, always, always try to keep, always try to keep, uh, get better and better. Never uh, try and stay the same. Just keep innovating and trying right. to do bigger and better things. So that's what uh, I'm going to be trying to do with my next few big projects. And it's going to be pretty cool, I think. Happy to hear that, man. Always love to hear that good news, brother. And Suda, once again, thank you for taking the time today. I know it's a bit of a longer episode of the pod. We usually cap at around two hours, but appreciate you taking the time to come through today, man. Great discussion. Love to have you on great. again in the future. Great. Oh, yeah. Of course. I would like to come on for Q4 and just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, you, you, you pro hey, everyone's going to be like, you, Suda promised us hot DLC for Q4. <laughs> Why are we getting Quarry and High Rise and Rust and all oh, this other these shit? Oh, just dropped. I yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All Mazra sections in next year's Call of Duty. Yeah, by Q4, we can yeah. go over our predictions because by then, oh, maybe even next month, we'll get a trailer for next year, I'm assuming. Sure, oh, yeah. Hopefully some marketing. Yeah, I think November, November 10th, I think, is the leaked release date from uh, the press about Cod 23. November 10th, so we'll probably mm -hmm. get some marketing soon. But no, another prediction I'll add to that to wrap up. I think it's funny. So, you know Las Almas, right? It's a section from Campaign. We have portions of Ground War and 6v6 that are from Las Almas. So, apparently, a big BR map takes place in Las Almas uh, leaked out a couple of months ago. All the points of interest for it leaked out. It's probably the same size as Almazra. That leaked out, and maybe it's still going to come in the next couple seasons or something. But the rumor as well was that they're going to end up saving that BR map for, like, the COD 2023 Warzone integration, and you'll be seeing Las Almas maps probably in that game's multiplayer or that Warzone or something. Like, so that's the rumor right now that we're going to be seeing essentially the same environment reused again next year. Hopefully we don't, but th that was a rumor that, <laughs> that popped up recently. I'm like, well, if it's not Almazra that gets reused, it might be Las Almas, but um, hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully that's not the case. We want to see some actual original content, but appreciate everybody who tuned in today. Thank you so much for all the support. Show some love to 
all three of Suda's channels, right? You have three now. So you have, you have Suda, who's Suda? And what's the other one? Dementia Gaming and Dementia Gaming. Yeah, again, fantastic. I got stuff to Dementia Gaming. This is great, man. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> but wish you all the best with your content. Uh, whether it's COD Focus or not, man, hopefully we meet again at the next COD event if there is one. Hopefully there's no new COVID resurgence or anything like that and we can all meet up again oh, yeah. at another event. Because I think COD Next was the first in-person event since, was it Modern Warfare 19, I think? And that was probably the last one? Yeah. Because you that one as well. Okay, was that your first, which one was your first, like, in-person COD event? Uh, well, I I played every Call of Duty and all that, but I'm, I've, I've started to forget the order of games. It's like a borderline dyslexia here, like, <laughs> I went to Black Ops 4. What was after Black Ops 4? World War... Oh, I'm sorry. After Black Ops 4 was Battle Warfare 19. Yeah. Okay, so, I went to that one, and then the next one was COVID restrictions, right? COVID, yeah, Colo didn't have one because of COVID. Vanguard didn't have one because of COVID, and then it was Battle Warfare 2 had one. I'm trying to think uh, if I went to one before. What was the game before Black Ops 4 again? Uh, World War 2. World War 2. And then before World War 2 was... I don't think I went to that one, no. Before World War 2 was Infinite, and then before Infinite is Black Ops 3. So, yeah, well... Damn. I guess Black Ops 4 is my first one then, and then Got yeah, just those three. Yeah, absolutely fantastic, man. But with that being said, folks, appreciate you guys for tuning in, and we will see you in the next one. Peace out, everybody. Yes. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>